Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend it here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is Danny and Dusty. Merangatang is going to be a thing. You're not coining anything new. With Danny Meringue and Dusty, the Fan Man Hera. All throws and monkey sounds in there called good. The old Danny Meringue pie. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080. Yeah, this is going to be awesome. The Fan. Good afternoon! Hey, happy Monday, everybody. Danny and Dusty with you. Hope everybody's having a great day. Why'd you boo? Who'd you boo? Who did? I, I booed Mondays. Who did you boo right there? Mondays. Mondays. Jeff Russ here. Hi, Jeff. What it do, baby? Mm. Oh, that's aggressive right there. <laughs> it's aggressive right yeah, there. We'll skip Bayless for you. <laughs> that was Skip Bayless? That was Skip Bayless. Play that again. What it do, baby? Oh, boy. Yeah, no, now that you say that, yeah. I can find it. Now. I hear it now. Yeah. I hear it now, and I can't unhear it. Jeff Russ here. Uh, you guys have good weekends? I did. Yeah. yeah. I did a yeah. whole lot of nothing. Oh, that's great. I slept like half of yesterday. Just I, I laid got around crap and... done done. Oh, I didn't get a, anything really done. I did mow the lawn for the first time this season. Well, look at you. So I guess I did a little something. Look at you. I'm holding off ah, on the lawn mowing. That's why you need to get turf. <laughs> Don't have to. Yeah, I'd love to move into a house that has turf already installed. Don't have to. <laughs> it's great. It's great. Highly would, would recommend. Very nice. Send the kids out weather like this. You can just send the kids out and they don't 
get track muddy. mud all over you just kick off the shoes and they come back in i mean granted our backyard is like a postage stamp but uh they can just run their laps get, get their little workout in and come back inside that's the one downside like the, when we were house hunting it was like i wanted a house with like a, a quarter acre mm. it's a lot of grass it is it's a it, lot of grass it is our our first house was uh we bought a it was a fixer upper mm. <laughs> But it was on a third of an acre, mm -hmm. and it was right off. Uh, it was right next to Nike, okay, so yeah. it was a great area. And so we were like, perfect. I loved mowing that lawn at the mm -hmm. beginning and taking care of the grass, and I yep. took great pride in it. And then when we sold it, I was like, yeah, I'm feeling I'm feeling a lot better about this right now. <laughs> that saves me like a day's worth of like 24 hours yeah. probably mowing that damn lawn and keeping it up over the course of the year my parents have acres and my he, he has a riding dope. lawnmower it is a five-hour mow with a riding yeah lawnmower that's crazy and i'm just like no nah, i'm good man nah. i'm good I, yeah that's too much of a time investment yeah sure that, is he, he, that's when uh, I, I got him into podcasts a couple of years ago finally and it's where he listens to his podcast and oh he good listen through like entire like seasons. And I mean, as long as he's not mowing any cats, families of cats, I think we're good. Not this time. That's a circle back. That's a yeah, deep cut. That's a deep we're cut. going deep in the back. Cut. It, was, it wasn't him. It was the kid. It was, it yeah. was the neighborhood kid. But he had, never again. That, that, that kid, kid is. Yeah. He's a con. He's living a condo life. He doesn't want to be near grass no. ever again. My dad had to dispose of it. Though. Yeah. No, that's brutal. Uh, if you missed that uh, conversation, you can find it in the audio vault. Just yeah. go back and listen to the last year and a half worth of shows, and, and you can find it in there somewhere. <laughs> it's in there somewhere. It's in there somewhere. <laughs> All right. Um, but my family completely and totally destroyed a young kid's future. That's right. And his, his burgeoning I'd, business I'd, of being I'd, I'd, a, a lawn I'd, 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 maintenance man yeah. is now gone. Yeah, now he's the veterinarian. <laughs> All right, I got. Uh, I went to the Timbers game. Went to the Timbers home opener. You know, uh, I'm jealous of you. It was. I'm jealous. Yeah, still I, haven't been. I was a late. Oh, you've never been to a Timbers match? I I worked a hundred yards away for five uh, years, and I did not go. They are so fun, and I'm and, and it was I'm, great. Oh, between the three of us, I'm the biggest soccer fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah you are. <laughs> Timbers matches are always a great time. Yeah, and home opener was great. I mean, it was first of all, Anthony, the new guy. Mm -hmm. That dude is fast as hell. He yeah. is so skilled. He is so fun to watch. Turns out having goals. highly skilled players. Yeah. Uh, super fun to watch. That was great. The whole environment, atmosphere was great. Uh, my neighbor, Boring Gary, he called me and he was like, hey, you want to go to the game? Match tonight? Not game. There you no. go. Want to go to the match tonight? <laughs> yeah. Let's yeah. go. So we went down. And I had probably, you know, we always had, we all have those moments in our lives that they will, it seared in our brain mm -hmm. where you're just like, oh, this is never going to, I'm never going to forget this mm -hmm. moment. And you're just going to be continually embarrassed. I am still mortified, and we are uh, approaching almost 48 hours later. Sure. We go down, we sit in our seats, and uh, I'm on, like, it was my second beer, so it, it's mm, halftime-ish. Sure. And I go and I take a sip. It went down wrong pipe. I don't know what happened. This mm. is literally never happened to me in my life. You forgot how to drink beer? I, yeah, it, it just like goes halfway down. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh, I try to cover my mouth. Nope. 
it was like spit take that you see in movies mm-hmm. all over the guy in front of me. <laughs> Did you immediately point to the guy next to you? I, no. <laughs> Start a fight? No. I don't know Mm-mm, what happened. Him. This It has never happened to me. It happened in the worst possible moment. And the guy just turns around. He looks at me. I'm like, I am so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I am mm. so so sorry. I mean, it was like full on like, and it went like my arm was in front of my face because it felt like I was like going to sneeze. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was just ready for this, like this sip of beer to go just all over my arm. Sure. Right. And I was going to just be like, whatever. Nope. It went over under. It hit everything but That's my nice. arm. And it went on this dude who thankfully he had his hood up. <laughs> But he knew the idiot behind him couldn't drink. I have never been more embarrassed in my entire life. Like <laughs> mo- I must have apologized to this guy like six times. I was just like, "Oh, and that that's one that will sit with me forever." <laughs> like I will never forget that moment. Did you get a straw after that? <laughs> oh my! I, I didn't know. I was, it was bad, guys. It was really bad. Did you offer to buy buy him a beer? No, he wasn't drinking. Worst part. He wasn't even drinking. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) I I didn't have something like that where I got it on somebody and it wasn't a beer. This is arguably, this might be worse in a sense. I was at a stoplight and I had a dip in. And I, somebody looked over at me and windows were down. And I had a sneeze. And I sneezed my dip all over my windshield. At least it was your windshield. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't yeah. another human being well, I, directly in front I, of you. And I'm just like, oh, man. I looked over at like, them, and I did the sneeze face. Uh, like, and then I just snapped my head back into my car. It, but I had a splattering of chew all over the inside of my windshield. Man. That was that was bad. But, yeah, I didn't do it on somebody. I'm not disgusting like you. Yeah. Yeah, that one's going to stick with me. <laughs> And they were great seats, so it was like it was, I wasn't in like the Timbers oh. Army, where like that's kind of like maybe expected. Like that'll happen. Nope, that doesn't happen. I, I guys, that's up, it's up there. Mortified, absolutely mortified. <laughs> that guy went and told his whole church group about it the next uh, day. Dude, that guy, he was like, at the end of the game, I'm like, man, I, again, I'm so sorry. He's like, that was wild. <laughs> that was wild. I was like, mm. damn. Uh, so. That was my Timbers match experience. Other than that, the game was great. Besides 4-1, something, right? Four nil. No, four one. Four one, and it was an onslaught early. Colorado, not good. At, they need to rethink the soccer thing. Ah, yeah. They I just uh, good. I know a couple of the, the photogs, and they said that the uh, the Timbers army was uh, pretty relentless. Uh, maybe crossing some lines. Oh, really? Yeah. Couldn't hear him. Uh, I heard a from one of them that they told a player with dreadlocks to go wash his hair. Oh. And I was like, whoa. Whoa, guys. Maybe let's not do that. Whoa. Yeah. That's not. Yeah. And that's surprising because of all of the stands that the Timbers Army has taken against how the organization has been, mainly (laughs) towards women. Yeah. Uh, But that is... Oh boy! Yeah, crossing some lines. No, that's uh, that's one that you're you're crossing. And yeah, you, I don't know if you're going to come back from. No. Wow. Yeah, yeah. that's aggressive. Yeah. Didn't hear that. So I was like, ah, good to see soccer hooliganism has, has found its roots in Portland. I mean, I if I was sitting closer to Timber's army, maybe he would have been 
talking to the guy that I spit beer all over, mm. but I wasn't near that that portion Wash of the stadium. Wash your hood, you dirty, yeah. dirty boy. Yeah, he's... I, that sucks. I still am weirded out by them playing on turf. Weird, uh, just because like, you do want grass? Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, like, Messi refused basically to play here. Yeah, a lot of players won't. So they're figuring that turf, the turf situation out. They're going. Do you see the like the Minnesota Vikings? They uh, they had the blended one, right? They're installing a new. No, it's a new field turf that I I think they're going more cork instead of rubber Mm. into the the ground up the granules there, so you don't get as much catching. Mm. Because I I mean that's That's the 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 turf is very catchy, and so that's where you get all the ACLs and whatnots. I, there's just a lot of places in the country that you just can't like. That place would be a mud pit. It would, it would be a mud pit. Well, I mean, yes, and no, like. But I guess Europeans. Are I used just say to it. England is it. the same weather as us, essentially, for more or less. Yeah, and they keep pristine pitches. Yeah, they do. So. Yeah, they do. They could figure it out. But you I mean it is what it is. Oh you man, make, you make the investment. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, hey, talking if, timbers. If you do anything today, don't spit your food on any strangers. No, no, avoid that. And uh, if you are the gentleman that I spit my beer on, yeah, hit me up. And uh, if you do drink, I'll buy you beer. There you go. I'll buy you all the beer. <laughs> I mean, at least you didn't do it to Terry Stotts. I think it would have been more palatable if it would have been to Terry Stotts. Terry would have thrown his beer on you. Yeah, see? It probably would have deserved that yeah. at that point. And I would have been okay with it. I was bracing for that. I was actually anticipating that happening to myself. But nope, nope. He'd ask you if, if, if it was stuck in your craw. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent stuck in my craw. All right, we've got a radio program for you today. We got lots of stuff. We do. Turns we, out Monday is good for that. We got some fun with audio. We've got overreactions. Um, we've got bro- whatever the hell the Blazers were this weekend. That's one way to put it. Yeah. Speaking of Blazers, Brooke Olsendam will join hey. us. She's going to join us in studio today. It is February as February is winding down. Brooke Hearts Your Heart campaign mm-hmm. is well underway with the Portland Trail Blazers. Brooke going to come in studio. And I just sent her a text. I was like, you know, she's like, what time? I was like, whenever. whenever. Just whenever. <laughs> and so uh, Brooke is going to come down and she's just going to hang in studio with us. So get your Blazers questions ready for Brooke. Uh, I do need to talk to her. I have a a pressing question invo- involving her beloved Washington State Cougars that I think she needs to answer for. Um, so Brooke will join us back end of the show, and uh, it'll be a great time having her in studio. But yeah, let's talk about the Blazers, because they shot the lights out, not in the way that we know mm-hmm. it. Danny Dusty on the fan. Dusty on the fan. Not a banner weekend for the Portland Trailblazers. A hometown team dropping uh, two games, 127-112 to the Denver Nuggets, which is anticipated and respectable loss to one of the better teams in the NBA, the defending world champions. Sure, Jokic was a man possessed. Uh, He's doing incredible things yet again. And then last night, though, different story. As the Blazers lose 93-80 to to the Charlotte Hornets after scoring 
34 points in the first quarter. To be clear, the highest highest scoring quarter for either team in the game was 25. The Blazers in the third quarter. I think you meant 34 points in the first half. First half. Did I say first quarter? You said first quarter. I meant half. Yeah. 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 First half. The Blazers did not eclipse 20 in either of the first two quarters. 18 and 16. It was... Last night was unequivocally one of the worst shooting performances that I've seen from this franchise. And it turns out the numbers are bearing it out because in NBA history, it was the fifth lowest shooting percentage from three by a team that attempted 30 or more three-point attempts. Mm -hmm. They were three of 32. And that was only because they were saved in the final couple minutes. They were, at one point in time, one for 26. 9.4% three-point shooting is the fifth worst ever. Mm-hmm. It is the worst three-pointing, uh, per, three-point shooting performance with 30 or more attempts since the 2021 Houston Rockets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was ugly. They, at one point in time, missed 23 consecutive threes. And this is not a... Man, the Hornets were really getting after it. It was Anthony Simons, Jeremy Grant, and everyone else getting wide-open look after wide-open look and just clanking their brains out. The starting lineup combined to go 1 of 21 from beyond the arc, including Mm -hmm. an 0 for 8 from Anthony Simons, which it was tough watching. He and Jeremy Grant, especially even Jeremy Grant, that one make, uh, watching those two guys... And seeing how with every attempt that either rattled out or missed horribly, just seeing it kind of wear on them, because that is something we don't see very often. No, But it was it was apparent last night and it was that was a tough one. There haven't been many truly like you just go. God, that was tough to watch. Last night was one. We were sitting there, by by, we the collective media were sitting there uh, post game before Chauncey got up and I asked around kind of the room. Was this worse than the sixty-two point game to the Oklahoma to the Oklahoma City Thunder? And there was like there was there was real pause because th- that wasn't that was just getting your butt kicked. That was that offensive output that, that you saw last yes. night against a very good team. I yeah. mean, I think if if Charlotte is better, and, that, and then it ins- ends up that way. The insane thing was, and I think what made it look worse was the stark contrast between how putrid they were offensively and how genuinely good they were defensively. Matisse Steibel was a complete wrecking crew. He had four steals and two blocks in his first 12 minutes on the floor. That's pretty good. And I was, it was just like, huh. Okay, defensively, they're actually they're competing. They're getting after this. They're, but then you watched it offensively, and you're just sitting there going, and it wasn't clunky. They were generating looks. They were just, I mean, and it wasn't just threes. Like, Jabari Walker was bricking layups. Yeah, it was a, It was just a weird, clunky game start to finish, and you sit there and you go, all right, how does that happen game two out of the break? Mm-hmm. Like, like, where does that come from? Where does that start, and how do you get to that point? Because, look, there were, and here's the thing, they were open looks. We look, we look at the Oklahoma City game, and you go, that was in the back end of an extended road trip. They're on the road. Their legs are tired. There is not an excuse 
to like where your legs are should be dead on game two out of the All-Star break where you had a night off and you're playing both the games at home, for goodness sakes. You'd think, but you get to these, I don't know, you get to these points where it's absolutely, I, it's not even unquestionable. It's, it's the basketball gods just say no. And I've seen some people like, well, why didn't Chauncey Billups make some changes last night? And I'm just like, huh? <laughs> did you look at the box score? Did you see how many guys played? Did you, did you see how many guys uh-huh. took shots? It was just a contagious thing throughout the team. And this, it's, that doesn't, it doesn't happen frequently. But you go look through the box scores of every team, the best teams in the league and the worst, they all have one of these nights. But well, when it, your roster isn't very good, it, it gets it, exacerbated. It's, it's exacerbated. And like anybody that's saying you, you want changes, I mean, what you want more Mania minutes? Yeah, like what, what you what, want what, more Banton? Want that? I did because it wasn't going to get better. It wasn't going to get better. It was just ugly. You take out Aiton's eleven for sixteen from the field, and the Blazers shoot under twenty eight percent for the game. That's brutal. <laughs> that's brutal. And this is where you sit there and you go. Even with all of that being said, this is where like Chauncey Billups, and we have this text on the Vancouver Ford text line, 503-864-6326. With all that bad shooting, Danny, this is the question for you. Chauncey Billups' post-game interview tells me his job is safe in in Portland. And it is because they. it, it wasn't that they were shooting contested shots. Guys weren't open. Nothing was falling in. And they found their way to get that lead to single digits at one point, where you're going, they have no business being in this game. They had no business Charlotte's being not in the game. Good. They got it into three points with a five, with about five minutes to go. And, and they're, I'm sitting there going, how the hell is this game a three-point game? And I think that one thing that a lot of fans are are concerned about is this is where, in a game like that, you have to lean on Anthony Simons. You have to lean on Jeremy Grant. And when those guys come up empty... That makes it that much worse, and and that's where fans start wondering. All right, in a game like this, do we are those guys that are the ones that you want to be building this thing around? Sure. And you take a, a one off. That's that's one thing. If this comes more consistent, and then you start to wonder and you worry. Um, looking at the NBA tracking data last night on open threes without a defender within four to six feet, and this is always taking without four to six feet. That is. Wide open. No, that, that, there's there's more there's more open than this. There's there's open and there's very open. Uh, they were <laughs> yeah, one called warmups. <laughs> yeah. The, well, I mean they 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 had some of those looks too, uh, but the Blazers were one of twelve. Oh my gosh. One of twelve last night, and then on the wide open they were holy crap. They were two for nineteen. And that so is. This is that's where you just shake your head and you go wide open. What are you gonna do? That's that's shooting variance. That's all that is. That's shooting luck and shooting variance. When you have when you're generating that many open looks and you're just clanking, that's I mean, talking to the guys afterward, there was a lot of like there wasn't a lot of heads down. It was like hands thrown up, like ah, like we're not a great shooting team, but that no. No. Well, look on the bright side. At least you know we might be getting more ping pong balls in our future because yeah. now they're tied with the Hornets in the they did uh, they in the did. wind column. They are tied with the there Hornets in the wind column, which means that they may have an outside chance now at moving down up. I don't know how we qualify that yeah. up to, to four. four. Yeah. So 
Oh, all right. So there's that. Got a long way to go to catch the likes of Detroit, Washington, well, the, and even San Antonio. Detroit and Washington are now tied at nine wins apiece. Uh, Detroit's still eight Detroit's and forty-eight. Still at eight. Yeah, eight and forty-eight. Washington is nine and forty-eight. Yep, you got it right here. That's bad. That's bad. <laughs> I could have swore I saw the standings both Spurs, at Spurs. Spurs are eleven and forty-seven, and then the Blazers and Hornets are both at fifteen. Yikes. Yes. But then you take in, like, we all want to live in that moment of how bad last night was because it historically was one of the worst shooting performances in NBA history. We just laid it out. Fifth mm-hmm. worst three-point shooting performance of a team that attempted 30 or more three-pointers ever. But what did you take from Friday coming out of the All-Star break where you have a Denver team that is in all earnest making that push? They're only yeah. a game and a half back of being the top seed in the Western Conference. And... Jokic just flipping that switch on Friday night. Nikola Jokic. There's nobody in the NBA that can guard him when he's when he's playing like that. The guy is the. Not only is he a triple double machine, but the efficiency with which he does it, it's mind bending. Uh, I've got an I've got a stat. When we come back, we talk some MVPs that is absolutely bonkers. As it, it, it which is it, Jokic is starting to put up the the tungsten arm O'Doyle, Wilt Chamberlain type stuff. And that and that's interesting when you see a guy like Jokic when he turns it on, the question then becomes what is going to dictate this MVP race? Mm-hmm. Because you look at after Friday, the idea of Jokic becoming an MVP that wins it too much you can't just sit there and dismiss how damn good he is. First, those Rust with Sports Center. This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080, the fan. Coming out of the All Star break, the Blazers opened things up with the Denver Nuggets in Moda, and they lost. Uh, 127 to 112, but that game was, I mean, it was nowhere close to being what we saw, I don't know, last night offensively with the Charlotte Hornets. But one thing that was just crystal clear is anybody that is getting the Nikola Jokic wear from him being so damn good and this push for him to get another MVP, as the season goes on, it gets harder and harder to say, no. And so people are going to start hunting and searching for the reasons why Nikola Jokic won't be the MVP. And that's where I come down to, all right, how is this thing going to sort itself out? Because if you look yeah. at the way Jokic is playing, the way Luka and SGA have turned to white hot as of lately, the three guys, two of them are triple-double machines in in Jokic and Luka, but SGA especially, he's not that guy. And it all just he he's just a monster of efficiency and puts up points and is on a great team. How's this thing gonna be dictated moving forward? Because I as this as we go go on and you have the run that Jokic is going on, if he really is ramping up like he usually does, I don't see how he doesn't win it again. What's been insane with Jokic, and I always get caught up. I shouldn't say I get caught up in this. I let the greatness of Jokic kind of fall to the wayside because he makes the game look so simple that you you don't forget about him, but you almost discount him. I was on my way in this morning and uh, 
Windhorst, uh, Brian Windhorst, uh, and Tim McMahon and Mark Spears, they're, they're the Hoop Collective podcast. They're talking about Kevin Durant, and Mark Spears mentioned something that I, I, I've I've said it probably a million times about Kevin Durant. He's to me the greatest scorer we've ever seen. The problem with Kevin Durant is he makes scoring looks too easy. And so everybody discounts what he is and how good he is. He's ninth right now. If I told you that Kevin Durant was ninth right now as an all-time scorer, would that surprise you? No. But I think people don't realize the total volume of scoring he has done in his career. It made it look wildly easy, basically being a 50-40-90 shooter for his career. Jokic, because he can't jump over a piece of paper, he has nine dunks on the season. He doesn't he's seven foot tall. He's seven foot tall, Dusty. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm sitting there watching Friday night, and it wasn't just the passes themselves he was making. He was passing guys open with the type of pass, the angle of the pass, the touch on the pass. There was a pass that was maybe traveled vert- or horizontally seven feet. It was a lob from the mid-block to Aaron Gordon. But the touch and the speed of like how he put it up and where it came down allowed Aaron Gordon to jump, flip 180, and reverse dunk an alley-oop home. Yeah, don't, you don't need to dunk when you got an Aaron Gordon. But, I mean, like, the, the timing was... It was just so precise. He threw a touch pass again over the top to a cutting uh, Reggie Jackson. Where it, it was, I joked, who's a better passer right now, uh, Patrick Mahomes or, or Nikola Jokic? Because the touch that he puts on his passes, it, it lands feathery soft. Even when he throws an absolute full court bullet, the, he has the three quarter court inbounds pass to Aaron yeah. Gordon to, for the dunk that's probably going to be the pass of the year. He throws that thing, rears back, and fires it. And it hits Aaron Gordon's hands. Like it floats in, like it's being held by angels. He is, he might be one of the three best passers the game has ever seen. That that's the level he's operating at, and he he does it in a way that looks like he doesn't care. And I've talked to his teammates, and he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't. He's he, like doing wrong. He cares about basketball. He doesn't care about the accolades. He doesn't care about scoring. He just wants to play a brand of basketball that is uniquely his own. And the Nuggets have unlocked this monster that has the ugliest jump shot you've ever seen. D- doesn't miss. Dusty, he didn't miss. Bill Cartwright a sh- would like it. He didn't board. miss a shot for almost seven quarters. That is crazy. He had a 100% field goal percentage triple-double coming out of the All-Star break. And I love Giannis. I love Luka. What SGA is doing right now is bonkers. Nicole Jokic is the best player on the planet, and he makes everyone around him so much better. It, the, the, the rising all tides, kind of the, the, the rising waters will you know kind of lift all boats kind of thing. His is so exaggerated, I can't even begin to explain it. And I think that this is where he will... Because we've always run into this problem, right? With Whether it is LeBron, Kobe, Jordan, anybody. We don't give that the best player in the league the MVP every year. You get tired of it. But there is something about Jokic in that not caring about it. It's almost like... It's going to be people are more willing to. That's why Joel got the got the MVP last year. The Nuggets and Joker and Joker shut it down. 
Here's here's Jokic's last three games since the All-Star break, right? Or post-All-Star break. 27 points, 17 rebounds, 15 assists. That's what he's averaging over the last three games. And I think that if we look at it, Luka's team may not be the one that, that makes that charge. If the Nuggets finish this season at, atop the Western Conference standings... Which is going to be tough. But... They're a game and a half out. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Oklahoma City and Minnesota are just, they just keep winning. And it, that's going to be kind of the thing is that if that voter fatigue is real on Jokic's behalf, SGA kind of feels like he will be the guy that they say, all right, well, they held off Denver. He's been playing, he's been playing incredibly all season long from start to finish. I think it's going to be Shea Gilgis Alexander. But if Jokic continues to put up what he's been doing post All-Star break and he's got like 25 games left and he continues to play like this, absolutely, that dude is going to be the MVP again. And you can't argue against it, really, because of... He's, he, he's breaking the game. He is the best passer in the game right now. Maybe one of the best passers ever. He is a, a triple-double machine, but it's not... Russell Westbrook where it's not hunting it's just you're hunting for it you're taking rebounds from other guys everything is within the context of the game and him being seven feet tall and his ability to just not jump and just grab every rebound positioning what what's going on between the ears with him he's a savant he's a basketball computer and he he throws passes that his teammates now because they've been there long enough particularly Gordon Gordon and him have a like it's Kelsey and Mahomes there's a symbiotic relationship of just knowing when and where and you you're you see these things that you just like like I said the reverse alley-oop dunk in traffic that doesn't that doesn't happen like that play is seared into my brain because like you're just sitting there going what the hell just happened is he the least athletic looking person to have like the most incredible highlight film yes not even close i mean in i think you can go in like any sport remember think of remember like, the playoffs last year he's the, not fast he Lakers? doesn't jump he but everything he does whether it is grabbing a rebound and knowing who's running up the sideline not even looking. and just rearing back and just chucking the ball to a spot and having a guy there to the three-quarters court pass where he hits Aaron Gordon in stride for a dunk, to when the Golden State Warriors are trying to jump him with the double team on the backside, and he feels it coming and just goes behind his head, and boom, it's a picture-perfect pass. He has these plays that are eye-popping where most of his highlights don't include him scoring the basket. No, the, the shot that he made against the Lakers up against the shot clock last year in the playoffs. Remember that leaning, fall away, holy crap, trebuchet all the way behind his head at like 38 feet that he just hocks at the rim and it doesn't doesn't bank in, it doesn't rattle in, it touches nothing but the bottom of the net. And you're like, what the hell, dude? Yeah. Like, and that, that's the thing is like, he's an okay three point shooter. Like right now he's shooting 33% from three in the last three games. It's like not what he, he's only taken three a game. Like, he doesn't really take them because he shoots 70% in the paint. <laughs> he's, he might be the best, not at the rim, but like the mid-paint area scorer the league has ever seen. Yeah. His touch is just otherworldly there. And it's just because of that, that in-between spot, people aren't 
used to defending that spot the way that you have yeah. to with him. So there's no real answer for that. And if you do, he finds somebody on a back cut or he swings it over or he he threw DeAndre Ayton like a rag doll in that game Friday night. He hit him with a drop step and he, he you know hit him with the shoulder on the on the back of DeAndre's shoulder. Look, people can say what they want about DeAndre, blah, blah, blah. DeAndre is not a weak dude and he does not shy away from contact, particularly on the block. He threw him like a rag doll. And it was just like, how how is this guy able to do these feats while looking like that? Un- unbelievable. And they, we have back-to-back texts. You guys ever seen Larry Bird? He's Larry Bird, but seven feet. Two different people just right in. Yeah. That is that is a the great comp with kind the of guy. everything kind of coming within the context of the game. He isn't the most flashy guy, but the thing that Larry Legend had a mouth like a sailor. Yeah. And Yoke's, would S talk you up and down. Yoke doesn't Yoke's say anything. Do yeah, the only, only people he talks to during the game are refs. That's, but that is that is a good comp of the guy who does everything right mm-hmm. around him, and his highlight film is a a ton of plays that he's not putting the nothing ball but just the giving bucket. dudes buckets in the most simple way yeah. possible. And like Larry, the thing that made Larry incredible is it wouldn't look like what Jordan was doing or Magic was doing, mm-hmm. but he would tell you exactly how it was going to happen, and he would describe it to you in detail, and then go and do it. There's clips of him. You, you, they got him like quasi mic'd up. You can read his yep. lips of telling guys, "I'm going to hit you here, then I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to hit this shot." Hell, <sighs> he beat the Portland Trailblazers playing entirely left-handed. Yeah, it's pretty he was good. saving his right hand for the Lakers, which you could do at that <laughs> time, you know. That's insane. All right. Uh, Vancouver Ford, text line 503-864-6326. Your dollar goes further at Vancouver Ford. They treat you right before, during, and after the sale. Visit them online. VancouverFord.com. Fun with audio. This was this hit probably too close to home. Next on The Fan. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080. The fan. Tomorrow, come join us. It's the inaugural Fan Winter Golf Classic at X Golf Twalton and X Golf Vancouver. Tomorrow, February 27th, Danny and I will be up at the Vancouver location. Primetime with Isaac and Souk are going to be down at the Tualatin location. Yeah, come party with us. We will be there noon to 3, and then uh, 3 to 7, they kick off uh, primetime at both X-Golf locations. The 4 p.m. round at X-Golf Tualatin completely sold out. Mm. Uh, Noon rounds, still got uh, some spots available in the noon rounds. Uh, You can... Choose from either the noon or the 4 p.m. round at X Golf Vancouver. Uh, broadcast going to be live. The winning team gets a place in the 10th annual Fan Golf Classic. Last place threesome. You receive a free lesson because you're not very good at golf. So uh, come out, join us, party with us. Even if you're not going to golf, just come down. It, whether you're on your lunch break, after work, whatever it is, come to either X Golf Tualatin or X Golf Vancouver. We got uh, food from Victorico's Mexican food for our golfers, along with Pearl Catering in the Urban Restaurant Group, and uh, we're all going to be playing Pebble Beach. Pebble Beach. Go to mm. 1080thefan.com for more information or to sign your threesomes up. Now, tomorrow, they're letting us out of the cage. We get to go to X-Golf Vancouver. I'm looking forward to it. That's going to be a blast. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I'm still trying to remember, don't come to this building. Don't come to this building. I put it in my phone. Yeah, we'll Make see if sure that happens. Make sure you go to the golf place. We'll see if that happens. All right, uh, Shane Gillis, he hosted SNL 
over which, the weekend. Which is ironic, considering he got fired by SNL. Yeah, his monologue was something. It was great. If it's Shane, if you know who Shane Gillis is... He made it as awkward as humanly possible. You you thought it was phenomenal. Yes. Many people did not. I, I could not stop laughing. I am not uh, in... in I think people lose kind of the context on how he throws some words around. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not a fan of his use of the R word. Sure, I don't. I, I I do not like that. But he's talking about his family members, which he has great relationships with. But I mean, that still just rubs people the wrong way. Sure, I, I'm not a person that gets upset at comedians because they're comedians. comedians. But uh, I know a lot of people were really upset. There were some sketches though mm-hmm. where it was like. SNL needed a guy like Shane Gillis who mm. understands. He had in his monologue that wasn't offending everybody. He was talking about how he missed his opportunity as a high school football coach, mm-hmm. which I mean, it was money. Which, if you've seen Shane Gillis, he is what you think a football high school football coach looks like. Absolutely. But he, they had a sketch that I'm assuming is all him, and it checked every single box. They were doing a a sketch that was spoofing. All of the online betting apparatuses that we have now. And it's called Rock Bottom Kings. And when you hear this, like you will find that they pulled every common thread in all of the commercials that we see on TV. You you pick the online betting or the betting app of choice. You can pick any of them. And I noticed that they're going down the roads of beer commercials and pizza commercials where all of them are exactly the same (laughs) because they knocked it out of the park. And I think we all can relate to this. The thrill of victory, the satisfaction of placing a bet and watching it hit big, the exhilaration of an upset only you saw coming. With betting apps right on your phone, it's easier than ever to turn your passion for sports into cold, hard cash. And with so many games to bet on, you almost can't lose. But there's a dark side as well. We all know a friend who struggles with online gambling. A friend who's on the verge of losing everything. His house, his family, his entire life. And now you can bet on exactly how he'll lose it all with Rock Bottom Kings. It's the only app that lets you take prop bets about how your degenerate gambler friend is finally going to hit rock bottom. Will it be goes double or nothing on a random WNBA game? Or bets his child's college fund on the coin toss? And when your friend is desperate for cash, you can bet on what his lowest moments will be. Will he take out a life insurance policy on his own mother? Will he set up a fake GoFundMe that says he has leukemia? And what will he sell first? His PS5 or his kidney? And you can build a parlay about everything that could happen to him. Divorce, Mary's rich old widow, arrested for elder fraud, and fakes his own death, but is immediately caught when he uses an app to gamble. Black Bottom Kings, you'll feel like you're in the game. The game of your friend versus his horrible demons. But again, addiction is a real problem. And we take it very seriously. That's why all these gambling ads are full of cash, gold, fireworks, and flames exploding everywhere. Because you're not a loser. Your friend is. They say the house always wins. Well, now you're the house, and your friend is probably going to lose his. (laughs) Does it seem a little cruel to bet on your friend's devastating addiction? Sure, but it's also hilarious. So however your friend bottoms out, make sure you cash out at Rock Bottom Kings. Download Rock Bottom Kings today, because gambling is serious. Seriously awesome. Rock Bottom Kings. (laughs) He's the one with the problem. (laughs) Oh, that's fantastic. 
Every last bit about that is fantastic. They pull every single one oh, of the God. threads of the like the gamma commercial, and you yeah. notice that they all use the same music yeah. under all of them. Yes, they had like fireworks and like a lot of fog machines were being used in production. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there going, "This looks like it, like you it, you don't just pick one; it's every single one of them." Look, they've all been focus grouped to death. <laughs> they know what they're selling. And then Have they, you been to Las Vegas? They go, they go from from. Hey, look how fun it is to. Hey, it's very serious. Yes. This is very serious. Bet responsibly. Bet responsibly. But hey, you can bet on how he's gonna lose his house. It's, it's the way they ever gimmick gambling commercial ends. If you, yes. have, if you have a gambling problem, call one another gambling problem. And it's like, what are we doing here? And the funny thing about that is the call the one eight hundred number is always call one eight hundred. It's sped up a thousand percent because of you know how it's got to fit in the commercial. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. There are a few friends that I sent this to, and I was yeah. like, "Hey, bud, like uh, I'm getting odds on you. Let's uh, maybe you need to tone it down a little bit and uh, take a little advice here. <laughs> you know, you could be the guy that everybody's talking about because I think if." Uh, we all know somebody that you have to have those serious talks with, and you're like, it's pump the brakes, bud. Let's not go too far on your 20-leg parlay um, on NFL's super-duper wildcard weekend. Yeah, no, that's not going not gonna to go their way. That's a little <laughs> tough. But that is the, that's the fastball that I think SNL has been missing is that they leaned way into the the political side of it where that's what made SNL great was they would take all of our pop culture references that we had and they just crank them up to 11, right? Yes, and that's the whole ev- point. Everything is just, hey, seriously, think about how stupid it is some of the things that we're doing here. <laughs> and this was it. And this is what kind of we've been missing from SNL and which has not been getting rave reviews as of late. No, it's been years. They they have a show here or there where they have a guest who carries it, you know. God, five years ago, Chance the Rapper was on there, mm-hmm. and he his entire show was great. Peyton Manning is always great, but as overall writers, they they've been lack. Like, Weekend Update is really the only thing that they crush anymore. I think that you're you're starting to see, especially with like a guy like Gillis coming back. Mm-hmm. I think Lorne Michaels is is seeing that. That edge is going to be needed. Yeah, that's the whole point. It needs to come back after they went too far. Overcorrected with... Overcorrecting. Let's have the kind comedy. It's like, no, it's not what we want. And it's not a lot of what it was previously either. No, Saturday Night Live always was problematic. Yeah. Schlitzke, anybody? (laughs) Or Schmitzke? Schmitzke. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that was sweaty balls, super yeah. colon blow, <laughs> exactly. Buzz Brothers, exactly. Just he's in, buzzing off again. Yeah, the ambiguously gay duo. Yeah, yeah, like Ace and Gary. I mean that was Hans and Franz shooting roids. Like yeah, <laughs> I mean that, <laughs> listen to me now and believe me later. <laughs> Remember sometime soon. <laughs> like the, that was like the whole point of of Saturday Night Live was to be on the edge and yeah. to. Like the church lady. Yes. <laughs> I missed that. <laughs> I think I think they're trying to harness it back in. Also, Shane be, Gillis by on being the, funny. In Shane Gillis in the monologue though, it was like the all right, we've been overcorrecting one way. Mm-hmm. We're gonna skid right into the side of the mountain because if you don't know his style, yeah, that was very in like this texture says it was painful, the monologue. 
Yeah. It, that's yes, how he great. operates. Yes. And his whole thing is making people feel uncomfortable. Uncomfortable as hell. Like his mother and father who were in, in the audience. It was great. Yeah. It, it was great in that regard. There's some things like with every comic you, you take and some you can he can just have right back. But that's his line. No. That's his line. And uh, I, I thought it was finally we, there was an SNL. It was good. It was a good watch. Yeah. It was a great watch. All right. Uh, hey, which path is more likely? Let's talk a little NFL. Russ Ooh. getting back or the Bears getting it right? Because mm. there's news out of both angles as we are entering underwear Olympics season. Mm. It's starting this week. Danny Dusty on the fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This is Danny and Dusty. What God's name is going on in here? What was that ruckus? With Danny Meringue and Dusty, the Fan Man Hera. What ruckus? I was just in my office and I heard a ruckus. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app. Describe the ruckus, sir. And 1080. Don't mess with the bull, young man. You'll get the horns. The Fan. Hour number two, Danny and Dusty with you on this Monday. I hear it's snowing in some parts of Portland. We got a texture earlier. It was like, hey, it's snowing near Cabela's, which would be... Tualatin. I saw that it was snowing in Bethany. There was slush on our cars this morning. Yeah, but that wasn't that like cold. Weird. I thought it was more. Uh, that was more like ice than snow, though. I think. Yeah, it was like yeah. slushy, like but Garoppolo, uh, whatever s- they want to call it. What'd you call me? <laughs> you heard me. Did you say Jimmy Garoppolo? Don't make me stutter. Grapple? Grapple? I've never heard that word in my life. It's some weird mix of like freezing rain, snow, sleet, what have you. Sure, we need it. Yeah, another one of those things where I can't define it. How do you spell it? See, this G-R-A-U-P-E-L. And this is what Oregon does to you. We got fake-ass spring. Mm-hmm. 
Friday, Saturday, beautiful weather. Yeah. So Grapple is a, a, a like the in-between point of hail and sleet. That would probably, yes, that would be what I would describe that as then. And uh, according to the, the weather folks, in many areas, Grapple is relatively uncommon because it's a unique atmospheric condition required sure. for its formation. Sure. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah, Grapple is uh, like, that's, that's, a, that's a crappy quarterback on the Raiders. So a quarterback on the Raiders. <laughs> I'm going to get blessed with Justin Fields. I just know it. Hey, uh, well, maybe not. You see what Peter King had to say on the day he retired? Oh, Peter King retiring today. I mean, he's been in the game for like, what, 40 years? Yeah, I was floored when I saw that he said his football morning in America has been, or Monday morning quarterback, yes. it's had the different Same variations, thing, yeah. 27 years online. 27 years online. The internet hasn't been around that long. Yeah, you were going... Yeah, Al Gore invented the internet for that column. Did he? (laughs) The first thing on the internet was Monday Morning Quarterback. But he said for 27 years, he's been running Monday Morning Quarterback or Football Morning in America. And I'm not going to fact check that. I'm going to take the man for his word. He's a a big J journalist. Journalistic integrity. Holy crap. It was that long ago. 1992, AOL went public. In oh. 92. In 92. 93, they That's started more than sending. years ago. Yeah, 93, they started sending the discs. And in 95, the service reached 1 million. Okay. And so that would be right around when he yeah. was pumping it out onto the internet. Look oh at that. Oh, my God, man. Yeah. So that's today in internet. But in his Monday morning quarterback or football morning in America, whatever the hell they call it, it's he said the winds are a changing when it when it comes to Justin Fields. He is getting the feeling in conversations that he's had with people around the league and people within the Bears organization and around the Bears organization, the Bears are probably gonna hang on to Justin Fields. <clears throat> Which I can you are you are noted Justin Fields hater. I don't think that Justin Fields is is a subpar quarterback. I think that he has all, every all of the potential that people see in him. I get that offensive line was god awful this past year. And I don't know if Shane Waldron is the fix especially after hearing JSN's comments at Super Bowl media junkets. But you look at Justin Fields and you say, the pieces are there. Can he put it together? Is he ever going to be elite? I don't think he's an elite quarterback, but I think there's very few of those guys across the NFL. And there's like only one Patrick Mahomes right now. But there are a lot of, if you build a good roster and look at what the Chicago Bears did defensively, especially especially after the trade deadline, they got Montez Sweat. They're one of the best defenses in the NFL in the last two months of the season. And so you you look at, that's a back half of the year their defense was really damn good. And so what they're looking at is like, all right, if we have one, we have nine, and we somebody's desperate, and we can upgrade our roster now and stockpile picks for next year, then we can pay Justin Fields. You're not paying him the $58 million or mm-hmm. whatever. But we can afford to pay Justin Fields and then have a backloaded roster with a lot of young pieces that you say, that is a formula to make a run. Real quick, in the entire history of the Bears organization, literally the entire history of the Bears entire organization, history of it. had they ever been in position to draft a franchise quarterback? Number yes. one. Uh, well, yeah, last year. <laughs> well, 
<laughs> and they traded the pick to the Carolina Panthers. They got that one right. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, uh, last year would be one year. Okay. My point being, there's a difference between, I think, what Bryce Young was evaluated as versus what Caleb Williams is evaluated as. Yes. I would say there's a very stark difference between the two. Okay. If you go down this road, though, you trade back out of one. Mm-hmm. You get, at that point, if you're going two or three... You're going to two because Washington's You, you be- can have your pick of Marvin Harrison Jr., Malik Neighbors, Roma Dunze, whomever you Offensive feel lineman. is the number one. Then you also have the ninth overall pick mm-hmm. still in this draft, that which is not going anywhere. It is their own pick. And then you can go... You know, offensive lineman, or you can go. They also need a corner and always want to get. You could potentially get the best defensive lineman in the draft at nine. Mm-hmm. And you could sit there and you could say, All right, we're going to fortify our defense even more, or we go and we we get that interior offensive line figured out because it's a mess. Which it's is an absolute disaster. You know, there's a thought that there could be three centers that go in the first round this year. That's nuts. And Jackson Powers Johnson is out of Oregon is projected as the top guy. Yeah. That that is wild to think about, but the importance of that position—it's immeasurable. Yes. I mean, he's the brain of your offense, and when you have elite players at that category, and this is why teams that are in the back end of the first round—that's where they're going to thrive. They're going to say, "What do we need?" and where do we have an immense amount of talent? It's at the center position in this draft. It it truly mm-hmm. is. But they could go there. They also have eighty-three million dollars in cap space. That's which you blew my mind with this. I was like, well, what about the rookie holds? And you're like, no, that's after the rookie holds. I was like, oh, God. Yeah. They <laughs> so got- they can sign this entire class and still have $80 million to play with? They've okay. Got, they got a ton of space with the salary cap that they can kind of, if you don't go interior offensive line, you can go out and, and sign some guys there, which you can say, are the Bears going to, are the could the Bears turn it around? Could they be like that Texans-esque team that had no. two first-round picks? Yeah, because nobody trusts Matt Eberflus or Shane Waldron. And you probably shouldn't. Or Poles. You probably shouldn't because they didn't fire their head coach at an opportunity where you could say, all right, Here's a this is slate. where we're going to go and, and how we're going to operate moving forward. Ah, kind of muffed the pun on that one, yeah, guys. The Texans, what did they do? They went out and got the GM, which they got in trouble for trying to go get from New England. They went out and got their coach, and they had a new organizational total reset before going down the path that they've gone down. Yeah, That's why this worked, is you had everybody on the same bleeping page. If Eberflus craps the bed this season, you're firing him at the end of the year. You're firing him midway through the season. Yeah, you might turf him right away. So what the hell are you waiting for? And if that's the position you're in going into the draft, you're already behind the eight ball. So you're screwing over whatever quarterback you have, whether it's Fields, who's going into his contract here, or your rookie. Yeah. So I have zero faith that they're going to get this right. But they have the pieces that you could say. Sure. And Pulse isn't that bad. No. I mean, it's talent evaluation and, like, getting themselves in this position. They got out of Bryce Young, so he's... Clearly smart yeah. enough. Yeah. yeah. Well, could have had C.J. Stroud. Sure. But you also had a young quarterback that you wanted to see last year, and you saw a little bit of growth out of him, and we were going to see kind of – something still just tells me, though. Say they don't have a second-round pick this year. No. Say you trade Justin Fields and you get that second-round pick mm-hmm. that 
many believe that you can get for him because he's a starting level quarterback in the NFL and he is going to be on a favorable contract for you mm-hmm. to where you have the option year, you can view it just as a rental and then if it doesn't work out, you can move on. Atlanta would be, you know, a team that would be in this category. Yeah, Pittsburgh Steelers also in that category where they could, you could see them say, all right, we'll take a flyer on a guy, relatively low risk. And if we have a, at the bare minimum, we get a starter for at least two seasons. And then you move on and you say, all right, we're going to wash our hands of it. And it didn't work out because if it goes in the side of the mountain, guess what? You're probably going to be drafting pretty high. <laughs> It's fair. So if you trade him for a second round pick, you go and you draft Caleb Williams at one. Say Roma Dunze is sitting there mm-hmm. at at nine. nine, and you can go and get Roma Dunze, and, and then you match him got... with DJ Moore, yes. Roma Dunze. Then you can spend some of that eighty three million dollars that you On have in line. salary cap to go and bolster the interior offensive line, whether it's Connor Williams, who's going to be one of the cap casualties in Miami, who is their starting center, or you go and you get you know Kevin Zeitler from Baltimore, who's a guard, maybe a stopgap because sure. he's a little bit older, but you can get a couple good seasons out of him. But you go from having say, a crappy offensive right. line to a viable offensive line behind your franchise or in front of your franchise quarterback. There is a pathway in that you can say, all right, Chicago could figure it out if they switch their damn head coach, but there is that pathway there. Where yeah, the, the flip side is, of, of course, is what Peter King outlines in Football Morning in America, which is the cycling back and doing what the Texans did. And the way he does it is trading the number one pick back to the, to the Wizards, to the Commanders for Caleb Williams, and then taking the Commanders pick and trading that back to the Falcons and in the process, collecting the eighth pick from the Falcons, using their ninth, second-round picks from both Washington and Atlanta, and then between the two tradebacks, three more first-round picks and two second-round picks in 2025. So you would have five <laughs> picks in the in the first two round, in the first 64 picks, and to be honest, probably five picks in the high. That's a lot 40s. of capital, man. But the flip side is. What if, what if they don't get the sweet deal that they got with the Panthers and them being crappy? What if Caleb Williams is that guy? What if the commanders now go, hi, we've got a franchise quarterback. Thanks for business. Yeah. And they rattle, be there. and you rattle off, they rattle off 10, 11 wins. Yeah. Then you're the Portland Trailblazers saying, hey, it made sense at the time. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Like, like at the at the time, it made sense. Yeah. Like uh, of course, and it that's did. what I'm saying. The, Greg the, Oden, Greg, Greg Oden over Kevin Durant. Yeah, yeah. Sam Bowie over Michael Jordan. It, it made sense right at the time. Still, still the right call. Still the right call. The Bears not taking this opportunity when it's there. If you miss, you miss. But man, you've never had the opportunity to swing, and the opportunity is there, and you're not going to do it. But then you <sighs> you have to circle back to. How real is the Caleb Williams trying to flex his muscles not to be in Chicago? Chicago. Yep. And then at that point, I think then you really start thinking about it. And if and then you're, you, then if you you're Chicago, back. if you're Chicago, by the way, that is going to be one where Caleb Williams will, they're going to leak that and mm-hmm. they will make sure that is the driving nail number one. Yes. And, and that's that, why we traded back. That will always stick with, mm-hmm. with Caleb Williams. No matter what his career, and it does. will it'll, honestly capital politically and in public, it will save the Bears. It will, and it, even it if, even if he's great, because nobody nobody kills the Chargers for Eli. 
Yeah, and they're going to say we couldn't do this at we couldn't do this at the beginning because at the time we couldn't let that out because we lose our leverage. Then. Yeah. So, um, all of that is there, and then you have on the flip side, uh, Russell Wilson went on the I Am Athlete podcast. Mm-hmm. He said he wants to win uh, two Super Bowls in the next five years in Denver. Mm. I too would be trying to guarantee my contract. I think the more plausible is what else has been floated over the weekend, which is Russell Wilson. The the Denver Broncos may just be done with him, and they may just eat all of the dead cap. Walmart money, baby. It was eighty nine million dollars over two seasons in dead cap, where they're going to pay his guarantees, and he plays at the league minimum somewhere. So somebody like Russell Wilson at his number, it is not palatable. At league minimum. You can talk yourself into it. Where the Broncos are footing the bill for everybody else. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, you're yeah. going to take that. Yeah, you took that flyer. You're going to run with that. Yeah. Because Russell Wilson was not god-awful. He just wasn't Russ in his prime. Because no. he's not in his prime anymore. No. And so you... you Stop, gap, late career veteran quarterback on league minimum. Yeah. Who can still sling yeah. it. Hell yeah, you're going to take that. No, and, and, and a place like Pittsburgh where you don't lean on your quarterback at all, you just ask them to please don't blow this. What a turn of events Russell Wilson's career will go from him trying to call all the shots and muscle his way to, to Mike Tomlin particular to teams to then having to go to Pittsburgh. And Mr. Unlimited yeah. is in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania after that. Mike Tomlin stuffs him in a locker. God, I'd love to see it. Chef's kiss. All right, 503-864-6326. That's the Vancouver Ford text. I'd uh, love to hear your uh, comments on on all things. Coming up next, uh, we, we're blowing something out of proportion once again. Mm. And blaming the wrong people once again. Mm. Danny and Dusty on the fan. On the fan. It's Mitchell. Mitchell, long pass in the front court, intercepted by Cam Hildreth. Horn sounds and Wake has done it. The Beacons upset Duke by the final score of 83 to 79. And for the first time in four years, Mark, the Beacons off or knock off a top 10 team. Wake stays unbeaten at home, 15 and 0. The students have stormed the court as Wake hangs on to beat the Devils, 83. That was a call. Learfield Sports Wake Forest Radio Network as Wake Forest, a favorite in the game, knocks off a top 10 team, unranked team, knocking off a top 10 team again. Again. Oh, weird. We've heard this one. But Vegas had the foresight. They're like, ah, we're going to favor. They're not going to be underdogs. Unranked team knocking off top 10 team. Why is Vegas in on that? The Because there's. I think that was the 38th. 38th unranked team to knock off a top 10 team this year. Hmm. I believe that unless there's any others that I missed over the weekend, uh, it's quite jarring to see how many uh, of these upsets that we are having in college basketball. Like it's crazy. Now you have Houston, the number one ranked team in the country. Uh, Circle that one for your March madness brackets that you're going to be all filling out. But the aftermath of that court storming at wake forest is, now everybody wants to place the blame. 
Where where do we go? John Shire, immediately after the game, head coach of the Duke Blue Devils. I'm more concerned about the, the well-being of our guys. You know, Flip sprains his ankle. When are we going to ban court storming? Like, when are we going to ban that? Like, how many times does a player have to get into something where they get punched or they get pushed or they get taunted right in their face? And it, it's a dangerous thing. You look around the country and Caitlin Clark, something happens. And now Flip, I don't know what his status is going to be. He sprains his ankle. And it's one thing, like, when I played, at least there was... 10 seconds in the court, you know, you would storm the court. Now it's the buzzer doesn't even go off and they're they're running on the floor. And this has happened to us a bunch this year. It's part of it. We need to be better. We need to learn from this. That needs to stop. I like that Shire at the end says, you know, this happens to us a bunch. It's part of it. Yeah, you're Duke. When you, when you lose on the road, people are going to, it's a big deal because you're Duke. But what we have, and Kyle Filipowski, if you missed it, he like got stepped on by somebody, sprains his ankle. It was it was not a good situation. But everybody wants to is blaming the the students in these the Caitlin Clark incident where uh, I still am on board with she flopped on that one as the the young woman on her phone even was like moving one direction. Oh, the oh, way she acted was away. so ridiculous. Honestly, Filipowski also throws his arms out and gets himself caught in this too. Which I think that when you see that rush of people, I think that's your natural reaction is create space for yourself. But everybody wants to just go right at the students who are doing this. And court storming is, I mean, does it happen a lot? Well, this year it happens a lot because you have all these unranked teams knocking off top 10 teams. It's incredible what we're seeing. But we do see a lot of court storming and it it, it seems to be happening more and more often. But Jay Billis is going way, way beyond it. And But the truth is, nothing's going to change now. We're going to talk about it, and it's going to go away, and nothing's going to change. And if they wanted to stop it, they could stop it tomorrow. Uh, the, the, the administrators will tell you that uh, security experts tell them that it's not, it's not a good idea to try to stop the court storming, that that could cause more problems than it would solve. But you don't have to stop the court storming. One time, all you have to do is once they're on the court, don't let them off. Just just say you're all detained and give them all citations or arrest them if you want to. And then court stormings will stop the next day. Um, Get out the paddy no wagon. accountability for this. It, uh, it, the fans feel like it's an entitlement and the universities like it. And the truth is we like it. The truth is we, yes, the truth is we like it. Also, real quick, um, Duke, did you storm the court after... Coach K's 500th win against North Carolina in 1998? Yes, it did. Oh, you did. Weird. But nobody was hurt. And this is the thing. is like somebody got hurt, and that is the problem. But we are putting it all on the students. And look, I think if somebody does get injured in it, you do. I think it's okay if you hold that person accountable. Just for storming the court, you don't arrest every single person that storms the court. But how many times have we seen it where it's incident-free? And I think what Shire was saying is like, you would wait 10 seconds. Do you see what happened on uh, last week? I think it was like Tuesday or Wednesday when, uh, what is it? Uh, Creighton mm-hmm. beat UConn. Yeah. In the, another unranked team at home beats the number one team in the country. Beat the brakes off them. Creighton's fans stormed the court. Sure. It was their first win over a number one team in program history. What we are blaming in all of this is the students for being college students. Yeah. That's what they do. Do you see what security did at Creighton? Mm. The security 
went and they formed a wall knowing that these court storm was happen? going to happen and they blocked off a pathway for UConn for to leave the floor. Yeah. And it was it would they were arm in arm. They said, You're not getting near the players, you're gonna be coming off the floor. Ta da Nobody got hurt. And it, it there was a clear path that UConn could exit the floor. And there was an opportunity for Wake Forest in their security to do that to do this. There's a timeout with 1.8 seconds to go right before that steal. And that is when security usually gets in place. And like coaches actually go through this in that situation where it's in Seth Greenberg did a really good job of kind of outlining Mm -hmm. this in that he was he was upset that somebody got hurt and it does suck. Yeah, no, no, no. team like I don't want to see that happen to a guy. He's he's gonna be an NBA draft pick. Like you don't want to see that happen. But he also said that we call those timeouts for that reason, because you know that this is going to happen. Everybody knows it's going to happen, especially in a game like that, where you're sitting there and you're going, we actually feel comfortable with where we are in our lead heading into this game, because it wasn't, it was 83 to 79. It was four point game at Mm -hmm. that point. Like you're calling that with 1.8 seconds to make sure all of this gets sorted out. Security didn't do their job either. Yeah. Like, where there's drunk idiot students? Absolutely. Always. Absolutely. Welcome to college. But it's also a security thing. And I just, I, I love that it's, we need to get rid of court storming. It's terrible now. It's never been great. There's always some idiots. I remember the Washington State with Austin Ferry and Jenkins. Mm. There was an issue um, it, during after a football game. Every now and then, there are these issues that do arise. Mostly, though. It is incident-free. It's the price of freedom, Dusty. Yeah. Yeah. But and, it, it, I, I'd say that jokingly, but it also it kind of is. But those moments, though, for that that's part of the college experience, mm-hmm. though, is when you have a moment like that. that. But the way that that ended, I hope it just doesn't derail Filipowski or... Or Duke. Duke. Even though it's like, we look, most of us don't like Duke. Nobody but Duke likes but Duke. You don't want to see you don't want to see this happen. I love Duke. Anybody. Oh, hey, Coach K's here. Hey, how thanks. you doing, Coach K? Hey, thanks for joining us. How you doing? I love Duke. Mm, that's pretty good, Coach K. Coach K, think of like Shire handled that with like, when are we going to ban court storming? But he actually, well, thought. Could you imagine what Coach K would have said? Coach K would. Oh, he would have hanging people in the square, people cutting off hands and, and yeah. limbs. How dare they? Yeah, it would have been. Don't they know this is Duke? Do you know who I am? Yeah. That's not how you... He would have given everybody a long talk yeah. like he did Dylan Brooks uh, in the NCAA oh, tournament. God. You know, it's just a shame that kids can't figure out how to comport themselves after a big victory. You do, that's, that's a really a good, good Coach K. That's good Coach K. <laughs> I like that. We're not banning court storming. No. Grow up. Have a little bit of fun. Uh, Coming up next, it's our worst day on the web. And then following that, we have a... Uh, a wild sideline reporter, Brooke Golzendam, popping into the building sometime here in, in the near future. But uh, I tell you what, the creativity that guys come up with for the best punishments for fantasy football losers. Mwah! But first, here's Big Kahuna Sports Center update. You ever had a Big Kahuna burger? We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 
It's time for today's worst day on the web with Danny and Dusty on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. Well, that sucks. Well, man is becoming more and more ingenious as it pertains to the punishments necessary for finishing in last place in your fantasy football league. It becomes infinitely more important, I would say, when you have the means and necessary things to punish somebody even further, like uh, being a part of a fantasy football league when you're a Major League Baseball player. These Major League Baseball fantasy football leagues are intense. Well, I mean, it literally started a fight two years ago. Yes. A guy got sucker punched over it. Yep. Um, that was, I believe, Mike Trout's infamously very popular, very guarded fantasy football league. <laughs> Need a special invite for that one. Was that t- uh, Tommy Pham, right? Yes. Yeah. I can't remember who he. I can't remember who he suckered though. There's a Giants outfielder. Yeah. But uh, this one's great. Uh, Tim Mesa uh, for the uh, Toronto Blue Jays. Jock Peterson, I think it was, right? Yes. Wasn't it Jock? Yes, that's yeah. who it was. Uh, but Tim Mesa for the Toronto Blue Jays is out at spring training, and if his jersey looked a little weird because it looked like it had three numbers, it's because it did. That's because he finished 4-10 and ten in his fantasy football league, and his number on his jersey Dang. was 4-10. That is brutal. And not only did he have to wear that in a spring training game, he had to be the bat boy as well. When you have when you mm. take the job of a twelve year old and you have to wear the four and ten on your back, that is a fantastic punishment. And because they let every journalist know. Oh yeah. And so it was on every social media every, feed. Every camera, every feed, every everything. It's brilliant punishment. So he's and running up and down out of the dugout over and over again with his helmet on, playing fetch for the bats. And it's the it's the safe form of humiliation there yeah because i was googling the uh the 20 best uh fantasy football punishments punishments, for your losers number one body waxing yowzers think about the uh 40 year old virgin well everybody always thinks about like the chest i'm like what about the armpits armpits would hurt that's the one i'm like oh god that's that seems like a like the ninth rung of hell yeah I think it, 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 all of it. I mean, don't get me wrong. All, all of it sucks, but that one in particular Armpits feels like... it would be a tough one. I feel like their blood would be involved. I'm quite partial to dressing the loser up and making him stand on the street corner like a panhandler, right? Oh, yes. And like you, put, sign. Him, you put him in the Borat swimsuit, and you just stick him out there. Sandwich sign him. him. I just lost. let him suffer out there for a while. Those are always always fun and nobody gets hurt in those well mostly nobody gets hurt in those situations the waffle house punishment's a good one what's that so you have to spend 24 hours in a waffle house but but you're gonna see some stuff that's the thing however you get an hour deducted from your 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 jail time for every waffle that you consume Okay, this now you have to have somebody there tracking this at mm-hmm. all times, though. Or you just live stream it, and that is that. I mean, that's you live stream it. Okay, and just make sure he you houses turn, all of you them. Kidding me? Just turn, give him a little charger for his cell phone. Put it on. Throw up. Throw a Twitch account up for it. Turn it on your cell phone. Oof. It's as simple as that. 
God, this is a brutal one. A few years ago, we made our loser eat six devil wings, four million Scoville at the bar. We got to watch his pain up close and then got reports from his wife the next morning as it all came in the form of liquid hot magma. We call Ooh. that the ring of fire. That's a that's a tough one. And that because that one sticks with you for a couple of days there. Uh the one I, one I love. Open mic night. Make him do stand up. Stand up. That is so hard to do. You will die. No. The best comedians of all time yeah. die on open mics. It's it's brutal because it the room is something that you could be really funny. But if the room isn't feeling you or they don't know you and they're, they, they're not picking up what you're putting down, it can be a lonely, lonely time. God, I mean, here's one that's ingenious. Taking the SAT. Oh, I'd just bomb it. Just how dumb are you now? Like, I would not. I wouldn't even try on that. You forced me to do it. I'm not going to try on that. I, I studied for the SATs. I'm not going to study for this. What are we doing here? I forgot all that stuff anyway. This one's a little more um, interesting. Dodgeball, but with fruit, and you're the only one playing. Oh, yeah that that's 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 like uh, butts up, <laughs> basically, but just with fruit. With being fruit, yeah, thrown at you. That's a decent one. Loser had to get a job at hot dog on a stick and work a full shift. That coming on the Vancouver Ford text line. That's a good one. You have to wear the the dumb hat and the little vest there, working the mall job and working a full shift there. Ooh, that's a good one. But then I mean, you just quitting and leaving. The uh, this one right here from the Vancouver Ford text line. We what if you didn't get the job at Hot Dog on a Stick? <laughs> You're like, I applied. They said no. They turned me down. Volunteer? No. Uh, the Vancouver Ford text line. We bought the Packy Death Chip, but after that kid died, none of our wives would let us do it. Uh, during COVID, I did it. Who died? Somebody died. Somebody died, but they tried to sue over the chip, but I think the kid had other issues. Ah, oh, all right. But uh, yeah, I did it. Um, it sucked. It was not nearly as bad as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, it's just one chip, right? Yeah, but even it, then, it's like a very spicy. It's a spicy chip. chip. Like, don't get me wrong, but I uh, it wasn't that bad. Like, okay, it, it didn't. And it was like, oh, did it hurt coming out? I'm like, I didn't even notice. Well, dude, you like the spice? Me? I do, but you like the spice? I haven't had anything that like uh, I, I've certainly had it spicier than that. Yeah, like I, but. Yeah, the, the pack now apparently they have a new chip. Which, no idea. Um, I I I'd, I'd be interested in watching somebody. Here's an interesting one that you're gonna be stuck with: personalized license plate. Ooh, not the holder, the actual plate. Yeah, the, you're you got that for a couple of years. They, though. Yeah, and not only that, those aren't cheap. No, you're you're paying couple hundred bucks. Couple hundred bucks. You're you have to go through all the rigmarole to get it, and then you have it on your car for a while. Like that sucks because every, is everybody doing that every year? Because you could be like. You could go from worst to first, and you still got that crappy still, license yeah, plate. Yeah, stuck there. Nah. Because I, I, think, I think most license plates are like a three-year minimum. No, uh, yeah, I think that's that's about right, just depending have, on when your car's just, made. Just have dummy on your plate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just follow dummy. Yeah. I suck FFB, like fantasy football. Well, there careful. you go. <laughs> what? Careful. <laughs> about what? Look, man, that, the, those abbreviations can mean a lot. I don't know if FFB is any of them, wanna, except for fantasy football. Do you want to roll the dice on that one? Yeah. I'll, I'll Urban Dictionary that. <laughs> All right. While you do that, we've got Brooke Holes and Dam coming up here in oh, studio. that just means F Facebook. Sure. That's all it means. Okay. Yeah, well, according to Urban Dictionary, which is 
I mean, that's what my go-to here. Okay. They have it all. When we go to a break, I'll tell you another place to search to see if anything comes up. It's like, you know, we used to make fun of TMZ all the time, then they started breaking real news and stuff. They're actually being yep. real reporters. Yeah. Coming up next, speaking of real reporters, Brooke Oldendam in studio. Danny and Dusty, 1080 The Fan. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080, The Fan. One forty-five here on Danny and Dusty, and uh, well, we decided to class up the joint a little bit. Trailblazer sideline reporter Brooke Olsendam now joining bit. us. <laughs> a lot, a lot, a lot. It is what it is. Hey Jeff, thank you. <laughs> Uh, Brooke, thanks for joining us. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me. I've been so excited about this. I've been hoping that and that you would ask me to come on, and so this is perfect because I love you two so much. And Aww. it's true, it's true, it's true. So this is such a fun thing for me. I've I've been pumped. My dad's here. It's it's a whole fun experience, and you guys do a great job. I listen to you all the time, so it's fun to come on and be a part of it. Okay, well then you know that I've got I do have a bone to pick with you right mm. now. Oh, I have been looking. It's been. A week now? Yes. I have not seen a single Washington State Cougars post after they beat Arizona. I did. Actually, I did post something. You did? Yeah, but then I felt bad, um, and I took it down. What? (laughs) Coward! Come on! It couldn't have been that bad, Brooke. It wasn't that bad. Your beloved Cougars knock off Arizona on the road, and it is the biggest win of the Kyle Smith era. And The first person I went to was like, all right, I got to see what Brooke said. Mm. So I retweeted um, the Cougs had posted number one in the, in the pack, and I said, and I said, I retweeted it, and I said, when we can say this, I will yell this or something like that, like because we never can say that. No. And then I was like, was that too boisterous? And the next morning, I was like, I feel like I was being a little petty and a little, I don't know, too much. So that's I sports, bro. That's, that's what fallen. we do. I know. Well, then, I, then I was then. <laughs> have you seen me with USC, Brooke? <laughs> yes, well, I have. God. Well, you know, Rasan. Oh, uh, now that's why you took it down. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be like Danny. I'm just kidding. Um, our head of PR, Rasan, is an Arizona guy, uh-huh. so of course I was texting him. So I did get my jabs in where 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 I could. But then last night, I'm sitting at my desk during the game, and he comes. He comes and walks by me, and he taps me on the shoulder of my ears, and I take him out. He's just kind of not glaring at me, but looking at me like, really? I was like, what? He goes, then you go and lose to Arizona State. Yeah. I was like, I know. It makes it so much worse for him, too, because <laughs> Arizona. Yeah, so anyways, yeah, that was a fun game, though. That game was wild. I could not believe it. That, that That's three, an insane ending. It was crazy. It yeah. was so much fun. I was screaming. Uh, everyone else was asleep. I was waking everyone up. I didn't care. It was so much fun. And, yeah, that, that coach – we were coach of the year, man. I mean, and then again, take take out that Arizona State debacle, but oh, he's, he's done amazing things. Is most definitely winning that award, and uh, I I told DeAndre Ayton uh, that you were a Coug. Oh, you and, did. And so if it felt like he was avoiding you, <laughs> he a hundred percent was like, "Oh, you're kidding me." He's like, "I didn't know that." I'm like, and Rasan immediately because you had already texted him mm-hmm. was like, "Yeah, no, stay away, <laughs> stay away." So, I'm me. I'm I'm me, and I'm I'm crazy. Yeah, watch out for me. I would just give a little, you know, just little jabs now, then because we don't get to say it very often. Which is why you should victory lap okay, it to I death. I regret it now. I regret it. And I, yes. I this is though pretty awesome because we were talking about this last week. If Washington State ends up winning Pac-12 men's basketball, mm-hmm. Oregon State wins Pac-12 men's baseball, then all of a sudden you have the two teams that yeah. were left standing. <laughs> are the ones that can claim, at least on the men's side, the last two major sports. 
and they deserve that. They do. They, they, I can't tell you. I it, people, the, my Oregon State fans or friends that are obviously fans, we kind of just we got even closer during this time, this dark time, where mm-hmm. we were just the two girls not asked to dance, you know, at the prom, <laughs> and we're like, well, well, I'll still be cool with you. I'm still cool with you. I got your back. I got your back. So or, the Beavers and Cougs, we've always been kind of the the same, you know, in terms of, you know, UW Big Brother. Everyone says that, you know, Oregon same, but like. We're similar already, and this was like something that really we're bonded for life. Trauma bonding, yes, totally (laughs) trauma bonding. (laughs) But yeah, that was a great win, and I'm happy for them. It's just that Pullman's such a special place, obviously to me for obvious reasons. But it's just you really bond with everyone there, and it's like us against the world. And you only you can only live in Pullman to really know what it's like to uh, to go to school there. It's truly a special place to me, and uh, so I'm always rooting for them, whether. You know, they're bottom of the pack or top, but it's kind of more fun to be at the top. Okay. Your experiences in Pullman, um, we had this conversation too, because I was like, no, Coog's got a Coog. Like, they they win or lose, they'll still booze. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how hard was it, not that you ever did this, how hard was it if you wanted to, you know, sne- sneak a flask into the arena for a basketball game? <laughs> Because it's not like football. It's like where football, you could just walk through anywhere. I was going to say, are you asking football? Because it's, it's not hard. It's not hard at all. But we were talking about basketball because that environment, if you got, like if you just pack in what Martin Stadium is mm-hmm. on a Saturday. In a more enclosed area. It doesn't matter if they're good or bad. It's such a fun place to go to a game. Mm-hmm. And then you bring that to basketball. Like It's been so long since basketball has had this. Right. Like Could you even... Could you even imagine what, no. what it's like back then? I mean, when, so yeah, we weren't we weren't very good when I was there, and then it, they weren't until um, the Bennett era, and uh, that which was really fun. I still <laughs> yep. obviously was totally into that. Actually, when they made it to the Sweet Sixteen in Charlotte, uh, which was un- unforeseen, um, my mom and I got online and got tickets and like last minute went to Charlotte and watched it. They lost, but it was still such a cool event, and just just the fact that they were even there. Uh, so that that era was really fun. Uh, with uh, Kyle, with um, my my Derek Lowe, like that that group, Kyle Weaver, Derek Lowe, that just was a fun group, uh, just because they're all underdogs, and that's kind of yeah. how I feel like this team is too. Yeah. You got you know guys from Walla Walla, you know, I mean, and the coach, the, the whole story, like a lot of Hoopers from Walla Walla. Yeah, well, that's true. That is true. <laughs> they're all over the place. So many of them, it's, it's a hotbed. Uh, but just the fact that they are all kind of guys that nobody wanted, and you get them under a great coach, and they're flourishing. I mean, I don't know how you don't root for that. No, I do. It's really fun. <laughs> I mean, the, in the style of basketball is really fun too. And yes. if you give the Cougs a reason, they're going to back them to the end. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's going to be the most fun part about this final stretch is that even though, even with the lost Arizona State, you're still controlling your own destiny. True. And it's going to be ridiculously hard to go to Pullman and try to win a basketball game. And yeah. that, that's going to be so much fun to see what that environment's like because it was already kind of building to this point. Mm-hmm. Now it's just going to be boiling over. And that's every college fan, every fan base in the country, you you wished for that to happen mm-hmm. to your team. And they, they finally get it for the first time since... World War Two, 1941 <laughs> was the last outright conference championship. Wow. Well, I saw a video, which I love these videos where they show like reactions, you know, like where at certain places and someone put a camera up at the Coug and I, I, I might have got a little teary eyed. You know, I just I was like watching and going, I know how they're feeling right now. I mean, I felt the same way. But like in when you're there going to school, you're in it. I mean, how 
much fun. I would have loved to have had that success when I was actually there at any of the teams. Well, we had a good year football-wise, but uh, to have that sort of situation while you're actually in school and they're at the Coug and they're celebrating high fives, I mean, it was it, it was very sweet. I loved it all. It was wholesome to me, and I just I'm excited for them. So thank you for giving my me a little time to talk about the Cougs. Did you did you oh, have nice. like a, a little bite of Cougar gold in celebration? <laughs> that doesn't last long in my house. No, 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 no. It does not last long. We had three. I I always order a ton uh, around Christmas time, and try to try to keep one for guests or you know like if someone comes over special occasions. Special occasions, and it doesn't. It does not. <laughs> I'm looking at every time I open the fridge. I'm like staring at me i'm still trying to track down that cougar gold vending machine yes. i sent you the picture of that i know that Did was I show awesome. you that no. there's one of those like super nice vending machines that has like all the security built into it so you can't steal it you can't shake it yeah you can't shake it out <laughs> but it had a brick of cougar gold it was like 45 bucks yeah that's a little upriced but the efficiency and easy how easy it is to get it I in a vending machine like, yeah that's fantastic that's fantastic no you gotta the best is if you can if you have someone that lives around there or is going through you have them stop at the creamery and there's I found this out to my son. I was just talking with someone about this about this. So there's a huge long line because people get ice cream from Ferdinand's. Mm. It's really great ice cream. Student run creamery. At one point, it was the only college student run creamery. I think there are more now I've heard. But uh, there's actually a special line if you're just getting Cougar Gold. That it's sh- shorter, shockingly, but it's mm. not the ice cream line. The ice cream line is always out the door. So. If you have someone that is driving through Pullman, you can get them to stop. You, it's the, obviously the cheapest because you're getting it, at, you know, at the site. And I think it's, I mean, it's gone up in price every year. And the, and the I, distribution costs are crazy. And the cans are getting smaller. Don't uh, think I haven't noticed, Wazoo. The cans are much smaller <laughs> than they were five years ago. I'm not a dummy. So I, I just had the Cosmic Crisp, the other. Oh yeah, the apples. Yeah. The other new export from Washington. So yes. Two years ago. Uh huh. It's number one on my Apple chart. It's now. good. It's really good. It's the, funny how we're all talking about apples after that tweet of uh, your list of apples. Never yeah, thought about. Well, it no, that's then. the reason why it was. Mm-hmm. I saw Mina's tweet and I was like, I've never heard of that apple. Oh, and I so good. stumbled into Fred Meyer when I was like, Oh, I usually get the honey crisp. Mm-hmm. I gave it a shot and I'm like, All right, mm-hmm. Cougs, you, you're doing you, basketball, <laughs> football, cheese, and apples. apples. All right, I like where we're, we're going with you. Right. Those two stories are the most Washington State stories <laughs> I've ever heard, and it's why I love the Cougs. It's why, that's why the Cougs are my people right there. And that's why Cougs are always going to booze. <laughs> well, when right. I was, here's a story for you. When I was uh, at in school, uh, so the, the beer of choice when I was there, I, I'm not sure if it's changed or if it's evolved, mm. but it was Bush Light. It mm. is not. It is not changed or evolved. So. Still, uh, it's like uh, water. <laughs> it is, it is uh, and uh, cheap. Hmm. So there was like a uh, semi taking a bush light semi truck on its way to Pullman, and it got into an accident and went off the, into the, the fields of the Palouse, and there were bush light cans all over the Palouse, and there were pictures of it. And I, people, from what I heard, People got in their cars and flocking. Yeah, exactly. it's like the bank, the the, the, the bank truck falls yes. over, and the cash goes everywhere. Yes. except it was. It was Bush. yeah, and so apparently um, <laughs> that was a whole thing, and the police got involved. I did not, I did not. I said I'll just pay for mine, but it was like that is so that is so Pullman, that is so Cougs. <laughs> I love that. even for cheap beer they're going uh, yes, on for. Yes. Are you gonna stay here with us and of uh, come I back? Am, and, yes, you, you actually have a, a big reason why you're here. Yes, so, I do. Uh, Brooke uh, Brooks Charity uh, Brooke Hearts Your Heart. We will talk about that and how you can get involved and uh, what exactly it is. Come up here on Danny and Dusty, Danny the fan. Portland, if you've ever wondered where to get your blazers, ducks, and bees, it's right here on the airwaves of 1080. 1080 to fan with Danny and Dusty. It's Danny and Dusty and Rust from noon till three.
Hour number three here on Danny and Dusty on a wonderful Monday afternoon. Thanks for being a part of the show. Hanging out with us. It's a good day. It's a good day to hang out in the studio. Joined by the wonderful Trailblazer sideline reporter, Brooke Olsendam. You can see her on YouTube.com backslash 1080 AM The Fan along with us or Twitch.com backslash 1080 AM The Fan. Brooke, uh, it's that time of year. It's February. Uh, this is year five. five. I was like, five, six? It's, I, I don't do good with years anymore. Post-COVID, I don't do years. I understand. It, it blends together. So this is year five now of Brooke Hearts Your Heart, and the floor is yours. Oh, well, thank you. Well, first of all, thank you. To, first of all, Danny's wearing my hat. Thank I am. very much. And uh, you guys are so great. You always have me on every February to talk about it, so I, I appreciate you so much. On top of just a long-standing friendship I've had with both of you, but it's nice to be able to come on and talk about it with people that you know I know I care about it. So, uh, yeah, it's it's year five. It's been a huge success. I cannot thank people enough for donating, just coming up and telling me their stories. Uh, it's been it's incredible. This month is always overwhelming in a good way, though, because heart health is something that affect that has affected. Everyone, whether it's yourself, someone you love, someone you know, it's just you talk to everyone that at some point it will, you know, affect your life. And so it's just more about being aware and just knowing that, you know, it's it's a it's a big deal and you really need to listen to your body and and, your, and pay attention to your loved ones and see if there's anything that, you know, kind of is a bit of a red flag and maybe you know you need to go get, get checked out. It started with my husband who passed away, who was a professional athlete, um, actually played football at Oregon for a year and then transferred to Occidental where he finished his collegiate career and was hoping to get into the NFL, played arena football. That's when I met him. He was playing arena football in um in LA well and then Stockton and so I uh we met and we got engaged we got married and again just epitome of great health uh big guy strong worked out every day because he was you know chasing his dream of playing in the NFL so just took care of himself uh drank a ton of water ate healthy worked out everything you're supposed to do and uh after we got married just a week and a half after he was on the treadmill at the hotel we were staying at in Florida where I was going to take a job and uh, he had a heart attack and passed away. And we found out later that he had a cartered artery, which meant that the blockage was so severe that he was, if it was the, they said it was something like he was giving, like what, what a normal person would give. Uh, he only, has only had 10% of his heart that could do that. And so he was, I remember now, like he was just so incredibly exhausted after a run, uh, after any sort of cardio workout. And we just kind of, we always just kind of joked, like, he's like, he's like, I hate running. I was like, no one hates running more than you. But, you know, as a profession, professional athlete, it's something that he had to do. And now we know that he was just giving so much extra energy and it was so hard on his body because he didn't have the blood flowing to his heart as an, a normal person would. So that's one of the, the the things I talk about is to listen to yourself. If you feel something is up uh, or you, if you have a friend or a family member that you're like, yeah, that doesn't make sense that they, they do. They exert some they exert energy, but it, they seem like they're just so, so tired after a workout. And a, a story I tell, which I will continue to tell because it's just, it, right. This one is one of the reasons why I am doing this is it was just so fulfilling when I heard this. But a, a girl, a very good friend of mine, actually, who I went to college with. She called me after the first year, uh, and Lamar and I did a sit down ex explaining the whole story, like what I just essentially what I just mm -hmm. said. And she said, you know, I saw that interview, and I, I just something clicked to me, like I want to send it to my sister. And her sister owns her own fitness studio, very great health, uh, takes care of herself. But she noticed, she's like, I feel like my my sister kind of is dealing with that, like because I work out, she works out, but whenever we do something together, like she just seems like she's a little more tired than she should be for someone who works out so much. So she sent it to her sister. Her sister watched it and said, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go get checked out. And 
she had an issue and had to have emergency heart surgery that next week like wow. that, yeah so right there i was like whoa blown away blown away so if that there is worth you know worth doing all this um and i've heard other people say they've had made some little life changes you know to be more to be more aware and maybe more healthy and uh, healthier and so that's just really kind of the the goal of this is to just think about it more because you know we go about our day and we, you know we just don't like well, i'll be okay i'm fine everything's fine but th these things happen and if you can just get it checked if, or get yourself checked or someone that is close to you even for peace of mind if it comes back you're fine okay great that's wonderful but uh just just be aware and there's little things like if you go to the website trailblazers.com heart there's a ton of information american heart association is so great uh they, and they, they they explain things where it's it's easy to digest you know it's not like a ton of information there's like bullet points and you can check out uh, how to do hands only cpr um signs of a stroke signs of a heart attack little things just to be aware of um and so it's it's been amazing the the support is incredible i i say this uh, often but i i knew i wanted to do something after andy passed I, you know for the first couple of years you know you're just trying to survive um so you're not in a place where you can think about turning this into a positive and with this organization and the, the people that i'm surrounded by in portland and our amazing fans uh, I just felt like this is home. This is family. I feel like w this is the place I want to do it. So I went to our wonderful folks at the Trailblazers, uh, starting with Krista Stout, and uh, kind of pitched this idea. Like, I don't know what to do. I have no idea. I don't know how to Where start. To start? Where to start? Where do I? What do I even do? And she was so receptive. She's like, absolutely. I yes, let's do it. And this is again five years ago. And then she got. And we decided Annie Kay, who's my girl. Uh, she's like spearheaded this, and she's amazing. And she got in touch with the American Heart Association. We figured all. There's so much little like little stuff that like even like law stuff. Like how do you get the proceeds? Stuff I don't have any clue about. Mm -hmm. They took care of all that. And we've got the website going. We got, you know, we got, we started doing swag three years ago. Yep. We started with the scarf, which was sold out quickly. And then we did the uh, knit cap last year. And then we ordered more of these hats. So mm -hmm. there are still some available. We didn't want we didn't want to. So if we get the game tomorrow night for against the Miami Heat, yes. stop by. They're, they're at all the concessions, all of the clothing stores. Yeah, I, right? so I bought them out. One of them out last night, and I even felt bad. There were two left. The one right next to the where I do the pre and post thing, which is show. where I grabbed mine from. There were two left, and I said, "Oh, I don't want to." I wanted to buy, I bought like, I probably bought like 50 at this point, just because, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I went and I was like, I don't want to take the last two. What if someone walks up? And he, the guy was super sweet. He's like, I'll just tell him to go to the next one. I was like, you sure? Okay. So I bought those two there. But they, yes, they, and he said he will, he was going to go and grab a few from the other one. So they should be at every single one. If they're not, ask and go to another one. They're not that far, you know, yeah. but they should be in every one. And you can also buy them online at uh, ripcityclothing.com. So you can get those, which is wonderful. The proceeds go to American Heart Association. And also, I wanted to add that the reason I wanted to come on today specifically is one last push for uh, tomorrow, the game against Miami. Mm -hmm. It's the uh, the game that if you buy tickets on the site, again, trailblazers.com slash heart, you scroll down, it says buy tickets for February 27th. If you buy on that site, uh, you can stay after the game, shoot free throws on the floor. As soon as I'm done with the, the post-game show, I'm going to talk to Kyle, our producer, and say we're going to keep this baby tight so I can get down and, <laughs> and uh, come down and, and hang out with you guys on the floor after the game. So What yeah. a cool experience. I know, fun, right? Just to be yeah. able to go on the NBA floor, on NBA floor, but especially you know the floor that you're a fan of that team, and be able to say, "I shot a free throw where Anthony shot a free throw tonight." Like that's that's fun. And so, if your kids want to do it for your kids, do it for yourself, and it would be fun. I don't know if there's going to be ten people or a hundred, but it's going to be fun. It's going to be people that all wanted to donate, so it's going to be good people. They're going to be they're going to be nice people, <laughs> <laughs> so it'll be fun. <laughs> but yeah, it's been great, and we've reached over a hundred thousand dollars after last year. 
So that's just mind blowing to me. That's awesome. It's so cool. And this year we're on we're on track to do the same. Uh, we're up to sixteen thousand, over sixteen thousand, and that is without the five thousand that the Blazers match. Uh, which they will because mm-hmm. we reached five thousand, I think, on the third. So you're already over. 20, already 000. over, and then Jody Allen donated ten thousand dollars again, like she did last year, which That's is awesome. So crazy. I went, I gave her a hug last night, and I, I, was, I was right before I do my first quarter hit on camera, <laughs> so I was like, "Don't cry, don't cry, don't cry," and uh, I, I held it together, but that was tough. But that's just. Very touching to me, and I appreciate the support so much. And um, then we—that's not even factoring in the proceeds from the hat and the, mm-hmm. the game. So I don't have the final for you because it's not over yet. But we're we're doing great, and it just—I I can't. Every year I'm like, well, how are we gonna? We did so well last year. You know how you? What's the word? Burnout? Like where people are like, well, I donated last year. Mm-hmm. I don't need to donate. So I, I I assume that I get that. I understand that. But people keep showing up and they keep donating. So. Thank you to you all. I appreciate it more than you'll know. Well, I think it's a testament to you and what you're doing here and being a part of the community. And then also, it's the Rip City fan base. That Ugh, this incredible. is this is what they do. You know, is they support their own. They know how important this is, and I think that it's something that is front and center. And like you said, it it affects everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, in one way or another, it has affected every single person. And it also helps that your swag is getting better. Like oh, when it, it started, <laughs> it started with the scarf and then it, it like got better with a knit cap. Now this is like, are you on, on the design now? I am. Well, well we have an amazing design. Like I get options, you know, I say yeah. what I think, but I can't do the design, mm. you know? So like I say, I think <laughs> it, it should be simple. It should be this. I did decide on the hat like this, this year. I like I mean, it. I, we thought the scarf would be cool because the first year, cause we, we really weren't sure we hadn't done it before, but you know, it's a, uh, there's also, you know, I see Timbers fans, you know, they love that they wear it to every single oh, yeah. game. Every also, it's in, fe- it's in February. Yeah, it's cold. Yeah. And, uh, and you're always cold. I'm always, I'm cold right now. I wasn't going to say anything, but man, it's cold <laughs> <Dude>. here. <laughs> I'm telling you, <laughs> we go through this all to, the time. To be fair, it the is The man 66. is a furnace It is over 66 there. in it's here. It's freezing And I'm wearing here. shorts. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. I, it's, it's just a thing. You know, it's so funny because my dad's here, so I'll tell a quick story. So when he vis- visits, we have two little things that we go back and forth about. One is the heat. He is, he would like it at 50 degrees in the house. I would like it at 80. <laughs> Try to find a happy medium. It doesn't always go well. The other one is the outlet by the coffee maker. I like to plug my computer in there so I can watch uh, my TV shows on my computer while I'm doing the dishes. He likes to have it in so he can make his coffee. So we're always just like, I unplug, I have to replug. It's just a whole, we've got it down to a science, really. But um, the other night, uh, I was getting in bed, and he's good. He has his, the guest room, he has the fan and the window open. So even if it's 80 or 60, like the thermometer or thermostat sorry um he's fine because he has got his little situation in his room he's freezer his freezer is always Mm -hmm. freezing so i get in bed i actually i'm like dang i'm I'm actually kind of hot like this is new i was like this is weird so i i actually got up i went out and i turned it down to like 68 or 58 or slow for me i turned it probably and i turned it down i was like okay i mean i i I gotta get some sleep we have game tomorrow Get back in bed. And my, I have an older house, so like when the heat comes on, it's like, <laughs> yeah. you know, and like, and then I get so excited. It's like my favorite noise. I lay in bed. Normally it is, but then I hear that go on. I was like, oh my gosh, I just turned this down. Like, I, I lay there for a while. I'm like, no, I'm too hot. Go out. I, it's, I'm like, maybe it's on a weird setting. It keeps going up. So I turn it back down. Get back in bed. This happened like five or six times. So, so I didn't get the best night's sleep. So I slept in longer than I normally would. And, and I finally get up. And Dad's like, did you sleep? How'd you sleep? I go, I slept terribly. I don't know what was going on. Like I had to keep coming out and turning the heat down because it was actually too hot. He goes. 
every time I got up to the bathroom, I'd go turn it up for you because I thought you were going to be cold. So he's turning it up. I'm turning it down, which is the opposite of what we normally do. And we did it all night long in between, like never saw each other. <laughs> Anyways, we, now that we've figured that out, we won't do it again. And he goes, how did we get on this? I'm, uh, so the scarf. <laughs> yes. Perfect. <laughs> so the scarf, um, which was great. Again, I wish we would have bought, um, had more. But that's why this year we've ordered more. So they're still in stock. Yes. And again, you can get them online. But yeah, thank you guys for if you bought one. It's it's so fun being on the concourse and watching people walk by and, you know, they're wearing it. And I'm like, mm. ah, thank you so much. You know, it's just a cool moment. And then if it's if we're if we're not on air. I run. I try to talk to everyone I see that is wearing one. She throws candy at you. I have to, yeah, hearts, candy hearts. Um, if you're allergic to peanuts, don't grab it because it is a Reese's. Mm. But they, yeah, I have, I bought, a, I bought like a, so many on. I bought like five hundred. We're, we're saving your hearts, but we're <laughs> killing you with peanut allergies. There's a, there's I'm a just saying. huge Blazer fan with a peanut allergy who's like reaching for it and then just going, oh no. no. <laughs> I, this is my heads up. Just a giant swollen hand, Wilford Brimley in the well, background going diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. Um, I, I was. It was either that. That if you go on Amazon and put in candy hearts, you're either gonna get that ones for Valentine's Day or this was a special one. Yeah. And so I went mm. with the nicer one. But anyways, I will try to talk to you if I can't. I, I, I always do. It's just if we're on air, I, I'm gonna give you a heart and a wave, and that we obviously can't come down. But thank you. For, for everyone to everyone that has bought one it's so cool to see it look this is the play because you don't want to be throwing the sweethearts that have like i love you no. to, to fans that opens up a whole other can of worms for you oh. so the, these are the, this is the way to go i well, mean somebody might die but this is the way to go <laughs> well, we're this, just thinning the herd <laughs> that reminds me of a really funny story that you two will so appreciate um this was last year so i have my no- noise canceling earphones in by the way i always want to say that whenever i can because sometimes people are like i said hi to you the other game and you completely ignore me i if i I will never do that. It's I, means, purposeful. I didn't like I you. don't know. I promise. I can, I did not hear you. There's a one point someone, because you know where my seat is uh, down on uh, the floor, and I'm right in the front, like there's a front row of fans right next to me. This one guy was talking to me, I guess, for like two whole minutes, and I had no idea. And I get tapped on my shoulder from Corey Lay, who's our assistant equipment manager mm-hmm. who's sitting right there, and he goes... I feel like I should tell you, this guy's been talking to you for two minutes and you you're, you don't even know. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. So I took my ear out and he had, he was like, I, he was like congratulating me on getting Sportscaster of the Year and was telling me all these really nice things. And I was just like, I did not respond to one thing he said because I, I didn't know. I didn't know. I was like, I'm so sorry, sir. I did not know. He's like, oh, I was just thought maybe you were... You weren't interested. I'm like, oh my gosh, how many times has this happened? I didn't know. But that's not the story I was going to tell. So I'm sitting up on the concourse. He probably had five minutes of material that he was like working through, like, hey, this is the icebreaker. She's a really nice person. You you are, like, one of your problems is that you will talk to anybody that will talk to you. And so he was probably like, I'm just striking out right now. <laughs> <laughs> I felt so bad. I felt so bad. But I was on, so I was on the concourse and it was I had to be a Friday or Saturday and you'll understand why I say that. Mm. And I can't hear anything. So guys and every people will just walk by and you know yell stuff. Usually it's just like, "Hey, go Blazers, they broke whatever." And I I wave, you know what? And this group of dudes walk by and it was in between the segments and they were walking out. So the game was over. They had had a few pops and um I didn't know this, but one guy yells something, and I just assumed like, "Hey, bye," you know. So I look at him, and I go, "Oh," and I give him the heart, like, like, like I'm mm-hmm. doing the heart with my hands right now, guys. And my stage managers all look at me like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "What? What?" They're like, "You didn't hear what he said, did you?" I was like, "No." And he's like, "Well, let's just say he propositioned you, and you gave him the, the go ahead." <laughs> I was like, "Oh no." <laughs> I had no idea. Very, apparently, it was very vulgar, and oh, he yelled, and I had no, no idea. And I responded with a heart, like, oh, 
heart. <laughs> they will never. That let would only forget. happen to you. <laughs> I know. That is. I know. That is the inverse of getting scared to death by mascots. Yes, I know. The it's, the rich and wholesome side, and then the not I so know. wholesome side. They're like oh, his his friends are dying, going like, "Man, you're in." I was like. <laughs> <laughs> what's happening <laughs> smile and nod i did and that's well that's what I, that's my go-to and apparently sometimes that'll get you into trouble uh, so yeah that was a funny moment and, you that know, guy mm. went to the bars after that was like <laughs> she wants she me said she yes me. <laughs> she loves me he's living on that one for a while I know. I, well you know, we're like, debunking it right now and yeah. he's he's just driving around going no <laughs> That wasn't real. Uh, <laughs> I have to go return this ring now. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me see the ring first. Let me see uh, it. <laughs> so, you know, uh, I love it. I love it. What's next with? So, we were talking about the idea that the just knowing and listening to your body, right? Mm-hmm. But that's not all that American Heart Association does with you, the funds that you guys raise. And I think this is one of the really cool things that you guys do. Is it? helps the community as well Mm -hmm. absolutely and it's it's about you know tobacco use vaping is a huge problem right now with teens and everyone but especially like young people it's like and it's very dangerous and i think people think it's a great alternative to smoking um but it's very dangerous and we've seen a lot of issues uh, across the country i mean the world where people are dying from it and it's just something that you can get easily addicted to that's one thing i mean i didn't realize that the american heart association how, how big of a wide net you know how all the issues they 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 tackle um uh, you know, health, health with families, like p- families that can't afford, you know, to feed their kids. Yeah. Um, and so there's, so, they do so many things, making sure kids are eating, uh, getting well-balanced meals. And so there's, it. they just, they cover so many bases. And so the community aspect is huge. And uh, that's why we, I want to make sure everyone knows it's through American Heart Station, Association, Southwest Was- Washington and Oregon. So it stays in our community. And that's huge for me. So I just wanted to make that clear. It's it's for the people around us. And that's that goes back to the, if you're giving and hopefully it's helping someone that you may, maybe is in your circle. That's huge. Mm-hmm. That And that that is one of the infinite really cool parts of, about this. And um, I, I just can't thank you enough for coming and sharing your story with everybody too because it means it means a ton to hear it from somebody who has been impacted by it but truly cares about and cares about our community too i do and you mentioned i wanted to add to this um the fan base right like i was talking i talk about this with anyone who will listen really but our (laughs) fan base is so unique and i i do think it has to do with you know our area and Mm. uh locationally but also the fact that like our fans are so smart they're they're educated about the game about the the players and and they're passionate we know that but it's not just about basketball it's about the sense of community like uh, on twitter you guys know you know you know i'll meet like last night this or no two days ago this is an example uh at ripson united event uh lamar and i kind of hosted i don't know we were part of the festivities and brandon goldner who's a member of blazers twitter um he was there. He went up and gave him a big hug. He goes, it's so nice to finally meet you. I was like, we've never met. He's like, no, we've never actually never <laughs> actually face to face met. I, I felt like I know him, you know, just because of our interactions on Twitter. It's just that you know all these people and you know how passionate they are. And I, I can like guess like what someone's going to say. Like, you know what I mean? Like you feel oh, like yeah. you're, you're like on Twitter, like I bet blah, blah, blah is probably feeling this. And it's usually accurate. And mm-hmm. it's just you, you, feel, you know them and they. They, everyone roots for each other. It's 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 a really truly a family. And I I've, I've worked for other teams. I've you know worked in different sports, and 
it's it's so special it's so different it's so like i said unique and that's another reason why the support continues every year for brook hearts your heart because i like i'm I, I love these people. <laughs> I really, I know it sounds so corny, but it's, it's part of the, it's one of the reasons I love my job is because of the interactions with these people that care so much about the, the city, the community, the team, the players, everything. It's, it's, they live and, and breathe it, you know, and I know what they do for jobs. I know, you know, they're a chef here. I, and, and everyone supports each other. Like mm -hmm. I have ordered food from, like, especially during COVID. I mean, I tried to order food in from people that are you know blazers fans yeah. their restaurants to support them and and then you we, can say you can say palomar and yes Dame palomar and, yes and I, jojo's I to, yeah, yeah and the, i went to Dame. I, yeah. i've ordered jojo's yes i've done it all and um and then when they come out you know people have their fun shirts and you know fruit nation and all that stuff mm -hmm. like i well i'll be honest sometimes they just send it look, to me I, which is very nice look, but i, I would I, buy I them bought artwork from abby oh like, i bought yeah, oh I, my dad my your christmas present was from um so i got him make sure i get i get it all he uh it wasn't from abby but i had i ordered uh i got my son a messy she drew messy on a, a soccer ball mm -hmm. it was beautiful and it was it was the coolest christmas present i've ever given him and because it messes his everything and so she she painted the most beautiful uh soccer she got the soccer ball herself and i mean i paid her for it obviously but she went she did all the leg work so it made mm -hmm. it super easy for me did an amazing drawing wrapped it herself put a little note in so cute delivered it to my door because we were out of town that's another example and then another guy and i will post about this because i cannot remember his name right now but he does really cool art where it's like kind of like um i don't know what the word is but the, the, he draws people but the it's uh what's the word i'm trying to think abstract thanks dad mm. like abstract um and so i had asked my dad his five favorite athletes of all time and was it five yeah. yeah and he drew them all in a living room oh cool and it was help me out it was uh ken griffey jr dame um pete maravich larry bird and who's the fifth one? Michael Jordan. Yeah, Michael Jordan. And they were all sitting on a on a living room couch, just like kind of just chilling. It was the cool. It's so cool. I, it's, That's awesome. It's hanging in his. So yes. Yeah, so just, it's, a, it's a big community that yes. has, a, has a lot of interests run the board. It's been a bit of a dysfunctional family recently. Yeah. But even with that, they but, all, but you're still they a always, family. They, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But they always rally around stuff. Yes. They always rally around causes. And and, and look, you've got like probably a hundred percent approval rating in the community. Oh. So they're, they're always going to rally behind you and, and what you do. And it's awesome. And if you guys are listening out there, uh, it's on my Twitter account. It's on the 1080 Twitter account. It's on Jack Ramsey's Twitter account. It's on the Danny and Dusty Twitter account, uh, for the link to the charity. And I'm also putting the link to the, uh, NBA.com backslash blazers backslash heart, uh, or trailblazers.com backslash heart, uh, to if you want to get tickets to tomorrow night's game to uh, against the Miami Heat, mm -hmm. which you know there's no there's nothing to draw from in that game coming up at all, mm -hmm. um, and if you have the opportunity after the game to hop on the court, mm -hmm. take some that's free throws really on cool. the court, yeah. uh, really which cool. is and then the, the best part about it is you get to go scare Brooke. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we do it's need to easy. talk. We need to talk about that. Okay, and then we also I I want some art of the broadcast kind of what you Lamar and KC have is really cool. Yeah. And I want to I want to talk to you about that. So I would love to. Whether you have to leave or not, you're staying. No, yeah. I, I am here till three if you'll have me. Hey. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. I thought you and I were hanging out after this. Aren't we all yes. going to go paint the town? Just kidding. Let's, I'm in. <laughs> yes. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. I'm down. All right, so uh, that's that's how it's going to go. We've got Brooke uh, Olsendam, uh, Trailblazer sideline reporter in studio, coming up here next on Dating Dusty Tonight. The fan. 
and Dusty on the fan. Well, the boss is going to kill us because we're completely off the clock, but uh, it's okay. That's a break. That's how we're going to do it. I feel like every time I'm on the, um, your show, this happens. So it's, it's te- I'll take the blame. This one's going to be a short. This we, we, we got to keep this one short so we can kind of get back on the clock. Yeah, because basically we should have well, broken like three minutes ago. Yeah, that's how it's going to go. Um, <laughs> Cram it in your cram hole there, yeah. Rust, over there, all right? <laughs> do, do, do you do you want to get the greater secrets of broadcasting no. here, or are we going to? No, I've, I've got a question about your getting scared. Mm. Okay. <laughs> We people don't believe that you get scared that easily. It's uh, so true. I, it's accurate. It is very. It's a hundred percent true. It's a hundred percent true. There, the number of times that I've come up to you <laughs> over the last three years, not from behind. Hell, even even if I'm directly in your eyesight, Brooke, it's ah. <laughs> You know what? I will blame the person in this room for starting it, probably. When I was in high school, um, I had my bathroom was across from my room in the hallway on the way to the uh, garage. And my dad was a teacher. Her dad is in here, by the way. It's in Danny or I that she's talking about. Oh, sorry. Scaring her <laughs> sorry. in high school. Well, you guys have done. No, you didn't scare me in my bathroom in high school. Let me make that clear. But I would That be- kind of connects the whole serial killer thing a little too much. <laughs> so I would be getting ready for school. Early start. Sorry, but yeah, I should be more. I, for- I forget people can't see everything we're doing they- in here. Well, they can. They just okay. can't see him. He actually is in the perfect spot to avoid all the cameras. And he's actually really melting into the couch. He's wearing the Tomania sweatshirt. I got him. Ooh, there you go. And the couch is also the same color so that's <laughs> must- solid mustard yellow that's hilarious uh so he was he'd go to he'd go to work and he's walking by and the, my door would be closed because i'd be like blow drying my hair or whatever and i don't know why because he did it every morning he just slammed hit the hit the door as hard as he could on his way to the car and i would fall to the ground ah! fall to the ground like i i mean I, I wasn't even in worse situations like you danny like i but i feel like <laughs> though i have ptsd or something i fall to the ground like to to avoid i don't know i don't know why but i would fall to the ground and go, dad and every morning he did it so i think that maybe that's where it started but um just I, maybe it's, yes it's just very maybe. scarring yeah. moment uh, yeah, yeah it's, or moments moments and uh so i think maybe i don't know I'm, I'm just trying to figure out why because then someone said someone said this once like if you're if you are easily startled, it means like that's not a good thing. That means like you're always on edge or you're or you're worried all the time. I'm like, well, I'm really not a worry. I mean, I, I don't think I, I don't feel that way. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's just a quirk of mine. I am easily scared, even though I'm around so many people all the time. You would think that I nothing would scare me because like I'm literally being around room. twenty thousand. You'd think that all that would the make, yeah. It, well, when you're not, wearing noise canceling headphones, you don't that, hear that, any that, of them. That, so. that comes into play. That comes in play. So yes, I it, for anyone questioning. It, I understand. <laughs> I'm telling you, I I can't. I'm, I'm a terrible actress. I, I I took acting in college one year, and I was so 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 bad. I mean, not even a year, a semester. You know, it was terrible. I was like, this is the worst experience. I'm awful. Um, so I can't act. I'm, I I cannot act. I mean, I can talk. You know, like do my job broadcasting, but I can't pretend. So I. I, I it's it's very true. It, whatever you see, it's it's happening in real time, and I'm I promise you, I'm not acting. <laughs> it's because I can't act. <laughs> Which is where the mascots coming in. Uh, the <sighs> mascots. Uh, it was you do get scared at just loud noises. But mm-hmm. in defense of your dad, mm-hmm. there is when you have a daughter, mm-hmm. 
you do you just got you be loud and you just anytime you have a teenager that's mm-hmm. the thing you got to be loud in the house let them know you're there yeah uh, personal <laughs> space is is important that's true okay and then scaring the s out of them is just a bonus <laughs> it's also very important <laughs> well dusty maybe you were going to get to this but back when in our pulse days um there was a whole thing where that was like the goal. Like you guys had plans and put people under tables, and they had like they they and Jeff, <laughs> which Ross, isn't you're, necessary. You're not, One of our producers, Fletcher. Oh, Fletcher. Oh God. He hid under a desk for an over an hour. <laughs> oh my God. Like Brooke kept getting distracted. She just I didn't wasn't... play the role I was supposed to. She... <laughs> and he committed to the bit. Love it. And she just came in, plopped right down, and then Fletcher just goes, boo, and. <laughs> She's I've on the ceiling. Never seen a person jump. Yeah, and he he, he said it like that, just boo. That's <laughs> when you know and the assignment. There was a rolling chair went back into the wall. <laughs> yes. Brooke just jumped up. <laughs> I'm so mad. At him. You do that all the time. You just when I would walk in, and again, you'd think I would be expecting these things mm-hmm. because like that it was his favorite thing to do. I just turned the corner, and he'd jump out. And, I'd and say, I'm assuming this was in the broom closet studio. Oh yes. yes. Oh yes. So yes. There, there were a ton. So of there's places only to hide. There's a, for those that are unaware. This is like a seven by seven room. We there's were, not a whole lot of places to hide. No, no, it was very <laughs> and yet, small, and he would figure out a way. <laughs> He was he was really dedicated to that, and you guys and Jeff Russ, like I said, you, you were not innocent in this. You're you're a part of these. Yeah, things. you're complicent. Yep. 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 He just yep. Said, yep. I think we got a couple of them on tape. Yes, yeah. we did. I think there was a montage at one point. Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> yeah. Nothing else. The, the NBC was always good for a good uh, montage that we could never actually show. <laughs> we had fun though. We had fun. We, somehow we're still friends. I take it as a, a loving uh, gesture when someone takes the time to put in the effort for something like that. But yeah, this it was it was sad this year because Russell uh, Russell Rumble the Bison um, called a truce. Boo. We saw that. I know. Yeah, he gave no, me a little okay. stuffed animal of himself and asked me to sign it. We signed it. He won't. He agrees to not scare me anymore. And he and then we went back and he didn't do it. So it's kind of end of an era. Sounds like I need to, I need to pay off Douglas Fir. So, <laughs> so. <laughs> Douglas Fir just gives me all the hearts. He scared you and then gave you nightmare fuel. Yeah, yes. in, in the stuffed animal form. That's just very something true. to remember. Just by, in case. I know. gave it to Theo because uh, he's he likes Chet Holmgren. So I I said I got this for you and I was like okay I'm lying I was given to me I can't lie to my kid. I was like, it was a gift. I, sorry, I, I didn't buy it for you. I had to walk it back already. Bad <laughs> yeah. actress. Bad actress. <laughs> Terrible actress. You'll figure out how to lie to your kid. <laughs> Eventually. <laughs> You'll come. All right, coming up next, uh, more of Brooke Olsen Dan. But first, here's the Big Kahuna with the Sports Center update. This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080. The fan. Two forty on a Monday afternoon, and we are joined by Trailblazer sideline reporter and all around wonderful human being, Brooke Olsendam, here in studio talking about uh, Brooke Hearts Your Heart, her charity. Uh, benefiting the American Heart Association. Whether you go to Tennessee the Fan Twitter account, my Twitter account, the Danny and Dusty Twitter account, the Dirt and Spag Twitter account, they've all retweeted all the information Thank you guys. Uh, for the charity as well as 
if you go to the link, uh, trailblazers.com backslash heart, you can buy tickets for tomorrow night's game against the Miami Heat, where you, after the game, you can get down the floor, take some free throws, and take a picture with Brooke Olsen, and scare the living crap out of it. Look, <laughs> Danny's mentions need your support there tomorrow, mm. because look, Miami's it, fan look, base it's gonna, it's, hates Danny Murray. I, ah, I don't pull for do wins that. and losses, and Brooke knows this. I'm, I'm always very ambivalent about the wins and losses, particularly this year. Daddy needs a win tomorrow. <laughs> Daddy needs a win tomorrow, okay? Look, I uh, I wrote a lot of checks this summer, and they're going to bounce if things go sideways. Do this for okay? Danny. Should we start? Should we do like a campaign? Do it for Danny. Yeah. Please. Please do it. Like, can we get a Milwaukee-like effort? Because uh, otherwise, I'm just going to have to turn it off for a day or two. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be bad. Danny's writing handwritten notes to all the Blazer players. Like, please, I need this. I've had your back throughout all of this. If you do anything, one thing for me. Dude, this, this is, is the, the one. Two, oh. I need you tonight. I need you to lock down Jimmy. Oh, how funny. One thing that I love in, in watching games and in, in watching seasons that, look, it is a rebuilding process. You trade one of the best players, if not the best player in franchise history, and the rebuild starts. There was no false hopes or intentions of what this team in this season would be. It's It's a rebuild mm -hmm. from the bottom up. But one thing that I love is that when you turn on the Blazer games, you, Lamar, and Kevin, it seems like you guys are having a blast. <laughs> I love them so much. When you guys when you guys are working and it makes it even in when games go sideways, and, and last night was one of those games where things kind of went sideways. It is it's fun to watch how you guys can keep the broadcast entertaining. Mm, thank you. It, it's how hard does it get though at, at times where this like, is where you make your bones. Yeah. When you're absolutely. winning 73 games like the Warriors, it doesn't matter what you're doing on the, I mean, on the broadcast. Right. But now is it matters. And how much do the worldwide Wob rankings matter to you because he has the Blazers as at, at a 9 mm -hmm. on, on his broadcast rankings. That was very kind. A couple people sent that to me. I appreciate that. Um and th thank you. And I give so much credit to Kevin and Lamar because I mean, you know, I pop in and you know, obviously I host the pregame show with Michael and that can be difficult, you know, at halftime when you're down a certain amount. And then after, sure. like last night was, you know, we, we, you try to find the silver lining and then it ends up just Michael and I just kind of goofing, you know, and just having fun. And that's, that's what you do. Like you, 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 you want to, uh, you know, educate, but you also want to entertain. That's the goal, right? For broadcasting. Mm -hmm. And so there are times when it's more so about entertaining and, and that's, and Michael, I mean, he could, Michael is in, to, to me, one of the funniest people I've ever met in my life. And I could just go, I, I could talk with him about anything and he will make me laugh. And so he's great in that, in that way. But Kevin and Lamar, that's, that's those two roles are when you know when you're down a certain amount of, and and things aren't going great. Injuries they, are piling injuries up. Injuries are yeah. piling up. Kevin's one of his best lines ad lib oh. was the road trip from hell. Yeah. Against the Knicks. Third quarter, it's not going well. He just drops. I, I don't I don't think he had the ad read yet. Mm -hmm. He just goes, Bill Burr, February twenty second, <laughs> out of nowhere, oh. and then it's like the producer's like, "Well, throw the lower third on, like <laughs> that totally." But I mean, because things were going so sideways, it was like, but that 
I couldn't stop laughing because I knew what he oh, was yeah. doing was like. He's a genius. I'm not gonna talk about what's happening right now. Well, so I think it was last year. It was last year or the year before. Um, it you know it was a tough stretch, and we made the Dua Lipa read a whole thing because oh, Kevin would come on and go coming up on Friday the 17th Dua Lipa, and you know he had no idea who do, the golden know. shopping oh, cart. The gold, yeah. He he invented the golden shopping yeah. cart, and so he's he just he's so smart and so funny and so witty and so quick. And so then we became a whole thing. Like, I'd be like, so, Kevin, uh, what's your favorite Dua Lipa song? He's like, that one uh, about love. You know, and just, you know, we, just, we would talk about Dua Lipa. Every time there was a read, we had a full segment about Dua Lipa. And then my favorite, one of my favorite things Kevin's ever said, and I have so many, so many favorites. Back when we used to do Alaska, uh, where, where are you at? Where are you watching? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a family in Roslyn or someone in Roslyn, Washington, where what, what was the show that was taped in Roslyn, Washington? Um, I'm going to be oh, no help God. here. You know what I'm talking about? It was a sitcom yes, from yes. North, Northern Lights or North... North or, <sighs> no, it was something like that. Um, Nor, Northern Exposure. Northern, Northern Exposure. Northern, okay. Yes. So, I was like, that takes place in Alaska, but it was but filmed it was, in Washington? filmed in Roslyn, yeah. Washington. Okay. Um, but anyways, so the person for that, the picture was, was in Roslyn, Washington and in front of this, uh, um, this wall that was very famous from the show. And so Kevin's going, and this is in the heat or in the midst of our Dua Lipa hilarious bits that we were doing. I thought they were hilarious. Maybe. I don't know. And, uh, so he goes, here we are. Where are you watching? We're in Roslyn, Washington, hometown of Dua Lipa's grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> Dua us from the UK. Yeah. <laughs> so he just would start just saying stuff. And I, I just remember, I, I was crying laughing so hard. Because at that point, you're just trying to make people laugh. You know, you're just trying to. Yeah. And, and so we did that. Um, I remember last year towards the end, uh, it was like one of the last games. And it was like fourth quarter. And I just remember, um, I remember hearing in my ear from our producer. Uh, he goes, Kevin just wants to come to you. And I was like, oh, okay. And so I, I, Mike's open. He goes, Brooke. What are you doing, Coeur d'Alene? What's your favorite thing to do? Where's your favorite hot? I'm like, this is like actually like, I mean, I think the the score was not great. And so I was like, oh, well, you know what? I, I, we go to a place, it's called One Shot Charlie's. It's been there forever. You know, no shoes, no shirt, all the service. He's like, that sounds like a black. We've literally talked about like what I do at the cabin (laughs) in the summer. And it was great. And, uh, you know, people. Unscripted risks. Completely unscripted. Completely So they are just so talented. And Lamar, it does such a great job of explaining what's going on and like if you are a basketball aficionado you you obviously understand what he's saying and if you're someone who just checks in every once in a while you can still understand what he's saying and that's the brilliance of what lamar does totally he's able to boil things down Mm -hmm. in a very simplistic and short concise manner which i'm violently jealous of because i've never (laughs) been able to do that and he's nice and he's wonderful, and so is his wife. And there's just nothing wrong with Lamar. He's just, I, I always he's great. I always say that Lamar is the guy who has who actually has the bodies buried in the backyard because he's too nice to be real. <laughs> maybe maybe this comes to light. Everybody, we always knew. Everybody assumes it's Dan. Yeah, everybody assumes me because I'm the a hole. But no, it's Lamar. That's he's he's not real. Distract and project. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But Kevin too. I mean, I will just tell you. It's not even a story. It's just kind of. A, how I felt, but I grew up uh, listening to Kevin Calabro, and I I'll never forget my first live sideline uh, college football ha- happened to be Washington State, which was amazing. It was out in Pullman. It was against Idaho, and uh, I was so excited because it was my first you know college game that I got to do. Uh, I did some basketball, but I was I was it was my my, my hometown, and mm-hmm. not my hometown, but my where I went to college. So it was so like my family was there. It was crazy. I was like, I can't believe this is real life. And when I get the email on who I'm going to be doing the game with, it was I couldn't believe it. I opened. I was like, no way, Kevin Calabro and Brock Yord, and 
I was like, I'm going to be my first college football game was with the Kevin Calabro. And it's so funny to like, you know, fast forward. Now he's family. We do. And I still yeah. feel that mm -hmm. way, you know, going in like, I cannot believe that I'm still. I, I, That's awesome. It's awesome. That's he's, really cool. And he's just he, he's just everything he he is on air. I mean, that's what I think that's why we work so well is because that it, it's us. If us three were sitting and having lunch, it would, it's the same people. I mean, the same. You're going to get that on air because no one's trying to be something they're not. It's just Kevin is Kevin. Lamar is Lamar. And so, sorry, Brooke is Brooke. <laughs> I hope somebody out there, there's like somebody's like, Dua Lipa will be on like the Grammys. And they're like, you know, her grandma's from Rock. <laughs> <laughs> there, there will be somebody who's like, uh, you know, I heard. Yeah. A lot of people, maybe you don't know this, but uh, fun fact. Kevin Clapp. <laughs> little did you know. A little did you know, uh, my boss is going to kill me if we don't yeah. get, make a break okay. right now. So, Or your producer. Yeah, yeah, I know. He's Sorry, like, break, 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 break. All right, uh, we'll put a tight little bow on today's show, and we'll hand you off to Isaac Zook. Come up here next show on Danny <laughs> Dusty, Tenny the Fan. <laughs> on the Odyssey app and 1080, The Fan. Also, a big thank you to Brooke Oldendam for joining us today. Again, you can find her charity uh, at trailblazers.com backslash heart. Uh, like I said, you can go to any of these show accounts. They've all retweeted it as well. Uh, if you want to uh, hop on the floor tomorrow night against the Miami Heat, you can go to... Uh, the links that are all posted across uh, at Danny Morang, at Danny and Dusty, at Jack Ramsey's, at 1080 AM The Fan, uh, across all the socials here today. It's really cool. Yeah. I I hope we I hope we fill up Moda Center because of it. I do too. No, it's I've, I've just since I've been here, I've, I just checked my Twitter in in the last break, and a bunch of people have set uh, are kind of rallying people to do it. So that, that means so much to me. That'd be really cool to see everybody you know face to face and just kind of have a little bit. Like I said, I think I tie a tie a little bow on it on the month it's ending, and uh, it'll be a nice way to kind of wrap it up and get to see everyone and, and thank them face to face. Brooke, heart your heart. Go to trailblazers.com slash heart. And thank you for hanging out with us. Yeah, too. it was it's fun. So fun. We need, to, we need to carve out more time. You don't have a lot of time. Well, you are very busy. Well, I mean, during got... the season, it's pretty wild. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. does your off season look like? Ugh. Chilling at One Shot Charlie's. One Shot Charlie's. <laughs> a lot of one pickles shot. games. Yeah. One I Shot love Charlie's. Games. I know. No, I I try to go to. Uh, I really do love pickles games. No, they're a blast. Can and, and hops games. Um, it's it's so fun. It's just it's so funny to like go from you know professional like NBA where you know it's you know security security is tight. It's you know it's a well run. To not to just go into these things. It's just like the wild west. The wild west, and they can and the the things that the pickles tweet mind blown. I mean. <laughs> It's wild. Fernando's jealous. Yeah. Oh, gosh. No kidding. But it's so fun to go out there, and especially, you know, we love the sun in, in, in Portland in the Northwest, so anytime you can get outside and watch a baseball game, why not? Well, thank you for hanging out with us. Is it already so, over? Oh yeah, it was quick. Cool. We're, we're already done. We're yeah, already I'm done. I'm sad. Mm. Uh, again, Brooke Hart's your heart. Go to trailblazers.com slash heart uh, for all the information. And buy tickets to tomorrow night's game. You yep. could shoot free throws on the floor after the game. Yes. Not during the game. But after. after <laughs> a couple injuries away. All right, uh, that'll do it for us. Up next, you got prime time with Isaac and Souk from three to seven, four hours of power from their mouths to your ears. We will see you on Tuesday from noon to three. Have Live a great Monday, location. everybody. Yeah, X Golf Vancouver. I Come remember. hang out with us. You did. Look at that. We'll be you. at X Golf Vancouver tomorrow from noon to three. <laughs> Have a great Monday, everybody. Thanks, everyone. Bye.
Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 